With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everyone. It is July the 1st, 2017. Welcome, Charles, Donaldson, Janine. Cheyenne? Yes, hi. Charles here, yeah. How are you doing? Good, how are you? All right. Uh, glad you created a sane environment over here. Oh, I had to leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chaos and confusion. Mob rule. It's every call of hers. She, she, Her calls are usually like that? Yes. Well, we got it. There is order in God's kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Aquila's got good motives, but we need we need some form of discipline, you know, parameters, clearly defined boundaries, rules. Well, uh, I would also uh, suggest Charles watch who you speak with. Um, Definitely. It, um, are, are, are you... Uh, uh, implying that uh, perhaps uh, my choice of words sometimes could use improvement. Oh no, I'm just saying. Um, I'm I'm getting a lot of feedback for a few months now, and it came from the main source. Um, Aquila claims that she is going to marry Carl and have a bunch of babies, which is false. Oh, Lynn? Um, yes. Whoa. I've also uh, learned that um, she got a license plate in his name. <laughs> also, um, she started using credit in his name. And when she originally met him, they had checks. Uh, there's a lot that you don't know. Okay, okay, well, it's background for our general patriot movement here, and it's interesting data. To, it, it's part of the chessboard that we're trying to build the movement around, and it's nice to know the details. Yes, and that's all I'll say. That's not even half of it. Um it looks like uh, Donaldson Jeremiah um, is logged into the chat there, and I kind of expect he'll probably call in soon, too. Um, uh, do you generally get along okay with Don there? Yes. Okay, good. Um, and uh, he had a nice focus that um, um, he called me earlier today 
to try to um, uh, it, it flush out issues involved about uh, concerning our um, constitutional rights to responsibly self-govern in our own smaller local communities um, with our own judicial and executive officers in our townships and our precincts. Mm-hmm. Um, if that sounds of interest to you, maybe we can um, um, uh, prime the discussion with Don here once he arrives to kind of uh, explore those issues more fully. Oh, that would be great. All right. I'll I appreciate, that. I appreciate you facilitating a good conference here. Uh, not just uh, uh, the, the 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 parameters either, but um, uh, you're obviously a, a well-studied woman uh, with with knowledge and insight uh, of your own to contribute, and that will be appreciated. Well, whenever Donaldson gets on, you you can't have a a word and you can't even bounce a word in there. Well, I, I, <laughs> once, he starts, no, once he starts getting on the roll. It's like, don't stop me. <laughs> I, I've been working with him. I, I think he's learning a little bit more self-discipline there. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's all out of love. There was none of hatred. It's all out of love. Yeah, yeah. Um, can I break for just a minute? I'll call back in. i got a call coming in. Okay. Cheyenne. Yes. Sorry about that. Hopefully Charles comes back on. He is. Okay. Um, what I was just sharing with, with Charles. No, I was no, just on don't, don't, no, no. He, he wants me yeah. to, I'm going to have you and him have the floor. Yeah. Because apparently you guys have been talking uh, privately and public, and you guys are really conversing with a lot of different topics. So I thought that that was great. Okay, Charles. Thank you. There's Charles, actually back a lot. On. Yeah, okay, guys. You guys, you have the floor. Thank you, Cheyenne. You're welcome. Hi, everybody. I got back. Hi. Um, I'm pulling up Don's web link there. Paste and go. Unfortunately, it doesn't give us all of the the individual cases, but I do have um, a bunch of emails that I haven't opened yet. So let me just go to my Gmail, and I'll be sharing a bunch of links right now. The links are basically going to be about this, Cheyenne, and everyone that ever tunes into this. The idea is that we I did a results list. I did a search for uh, justice of the peace, and it was hard to come up with. That actually was a very vague and uh, broad subject. So they didn't have it in words and phrases. Okay. Um, and uh, so 
what I ended up doing was my some in some precinct research I had because they didn't even have the word. They had one one definition in words and phrases for, for precinct. Okay, and you will be surprised actually with what it said. And I'm just I'm just go to it now from my phone instead of my computer. Just too much too much problems on that. But it, I, I think Charles can clarify. For, this helps me to clarify what a precinct is. And then also Charles's information can, um, with with regard to institution of a law of the lawful government, which has basically been neglected and is basically being left abandoned right now. We can discuss uh, further. Wow. This. <sighs> um, yeah, here we go. Sorry about that, Charles. We're good. I, I've got your document pulled up, Don. A bit lengthy there. Oh, yeah. It's got a lot of sites. If you have. Like in other words, if you have a um, time, go on to like the internet into Google Scholar and type in those law reviews and start and do the research. You know that's why I put that in there. I actually thought it would be more beneficial to have the citations because we could look at all of them in the future rather than just get one or two. You know, so but this from 2007, I found this case regarding it's called Getty versus Carroll County Board of Elections. And it says that in the context of election matters, right, a precinct is the place one may go in order to cast one's vote, okay? while a district constitutes the number of persons a particular legislator or appointee may legally represent in a particular jurisdiction based on the apportionment of the jurisdiction. So... Again, so when we're dealing with this precinct, has nothing to do with population, with the amount of people, has more to do, which is what you were saying before, right? And so, and and therefore, um, it has more to do with your where you go to cast your vote. Apparently, according to this, can you go? Can you help us clear that up? But this definitely, Charles, for me at least, gave me more clarity on, on um, I think, the legal effect of, of, priest, of a precinct, you know? Like, and, and do you, so you would have to have council members that would be over a specific, pre, over a pre, uh, precinct, right? Well, See, this is, this, go ahead. That would depend on how, the the parameters of how you're defining precinct, whether you're using civil, municipal, geographical boundaries, um, or if you're you're defining it in common law tradition as a group of 100 qualified electors. Sorry about that. No, if you if you actually do so, if you're trying to bring back the hundreds, right? And that would be 
we'd have to actually um, incorporate it into um, people's thinking in, in a way that is, I think, modern. You know, because um, there's nothing wrong with with um, with the law transforming and mute and 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 taking different shape. Law will be remaining the same, but the, the shape of it doesn't always have to be. Okay, well, there, there's there's hidden wisdom in the traditional pattern, and if we self-discipline ourselves to to follow the traditional pattern, um, then the blessings, the, as the social dynamic starts unfolding and conflicts start erupting, there will be protections built in to the, the 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 pattern that we're adopting that's traditional whereas if we invent things totally new um we're abandoning the well-settled uh process that has served our ancestors uh as as points of stability in promoting the peace and happiness of the people oh absolutely um okay to, to get and, and, and one of the big things is to realize, to examine the outer parameters, the fringe of the organic body politic. If we're talking about on a national level, okay, the outer parameters start with our deciding who is a qualified elector. And like I'm willing to certify that you and Cheyenne here are qualified electors, and I would hope that both of you would certify me, and both of you would also certify each other. At that point, we've got three qualified electors, because each of us have two witnesses to um, uh, each of us as individuals being a qualified elector. And, and see, at that point, we can move forward with higher authority than anybody else pretty much in the USA, because everybody else is only a registered voter. They're not a qualified elector. And and and, and the big thing is, um, I, I talk about discipline and rules and things, that gets down to consensus. We we respect the traditional common law rules, but we understand that they're flexible and fluid and that they can be adopted to different circumstances and situations. And the key ingredient to our little three-member community of qualified electors here is that we all maintain consensus all the time on everything that we do. Any one of us has a veto power and can throw a monkey wrench into the machinery at any time that any one of us wants. And so when we go into a court building or a county commissioner's meeting or a city council meeting and all three of us are there and we're moving forward with consensus and unanimity to confront the corrupted public servants, um, we declare publicly that um, we invite others to assume the duties of qualified electors, but you have to be in pursuit of justice at the same time and respecting right. principles of due process of law. And thereunder, um, um, the three of us are, uh, theoretically speaking, moving forward to take control of of 
the the city council yes. meeting or the county commissioners meeting or the the, the, the courtroom events. Right. And why is that, Charles? It's because, because we, we are, are in charge of authority. Well, we are in charge of decentralizing. Well, it, it decentralizes the power down to all the qualified electors in the local That's jurisdiction. Right. That is absolutely correct, 100%. Yep. Thank you. And, and, and keep in mind, we see this principle of unanimity and consensus in the results of common law jury trial process. It's a clear rule in true common law that, that all 12 jurors have to agree. And so when we have so it, when we when we instead of looking at a twelve member jury, we look at um, uh, the the communities that are built upon uh, ten political subdivisions, which the county is built on ten political subdivisions, the precinct is built on ten political subdivisions, the township is built on ten political subdivisions. This is a smaller. Uh, each of these are smaller communities of stakeholders um, uh, than 12. There are only 10. There's only 10 stakeholders at each jurisdictional level, and they're under. It's easier to maintain that consensus for every issue that comes before the the, the, the governing body of each of those jurisdictions than than the the, the more serious difficulty with 12 members of the governing body in a common law jury trial. No, that's, so you're saying it's easier to me. And the important focal point where the rubber really meets the road is in the townships. When, when the township at the local jurisdiction of 10 qualified electors, when they maintain consensus on everything regarding their township, then everybody else is supposed to leave them alone. If they've got a problem, they take it to the precinct court at the next higher level, or at least talk to the town constable. You don't need to be in here mucking up uh, 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 the peace, disturbing the peace in their individual township. I mean, I'm with you on that. May I read something yeah. regarding hundreds? Go ahead, if, unless Cheyenne's got a comment or question there. Sure. Do you have a question, Cheyenne, about what he, Charles was talking about regarding townships or... I think that's no. So having a centralization uh, basically means uh, that the pattern of centralization. I'm reading from copy of Historical Foundations of the Common Law. The link I just put into the chat. You guys yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it. What paragraph here? I'm near the bottom. It's talking about the pattern of centralization. And this is my reformat. And it states, the pattern of centralization from local institutions is clear in hindsight. People were at first governed by the courts of county and hundred. Those courts by the king. Government in the upper tier was largely a matter of, of accounting for what had become due to the king from the lower. Certain wrongs, for example, entailed a forfeiture to the king of the wrongdoer's good. Local institutions must see now. This is first of all. Let me stop. What this is saying is that we don't have that system of hundreds right now. The king in this country is the people, and if we had that that system, 
of centralization where the power came straight out of the king in parts of the county and hundred. Then we would have a a true uh, fundamental change in which I think would result in higher economic gain for everybody. Everybody would actually be would live better lives, a quality of life for everybody would I mean, that's not saying that people who are who have poor habits are going to be happy about decisions made by or counties that are common law. But hey, guess you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, that's the advanced society that we live in. You know, civilization. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not saying we're going to. Uh, there's no law that could be made that's going to take someone's life to life. Well, um, I'd like to point out that the the left-wing concept of a social safety net, um, taking care of the poor and finding jobs for the lethargic and, and motivating them to be productive members of society, that would all happen at the township level. Okay? The, the, the larger jurisdictions wouldn't be concerned about that. Things like social security and welfare that that's no concern of the federal government that's no concern of the states that should all happen at the county at the township level and with 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 immediate oversight for uh, anything that the township can't handle the precinct starts handling things like brain surgery or anything like that um um, might go on up even past the precinct level uh, to the higher jurisdictions. But for all practical purposes, um, uh, general health care and well-being of the people is taken care of at the, at the township and the precinct level. The, the, the larger jurisdictions are to have, handle di diplomatic affairs and to uh, 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 negotiate enforcement of judgments when there's hostile uh, um, 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 uh, uh, jurisdictions uh, uh, that are interfering with the ability of the local precinct courts and and town constables to to execute enforcement of of uh, due process of law based judgments. Charles, um, yeah. it would help to clear up the. Why this issue about voting and precinct? Why was it referencing that? Uh, and don't they have jurisdiction when you are are a resident? I was gonna, yeah, like voting, right? It has to do with right. precinct. So if you register if you're a resident and you're voting in that as a resident in that it would be precinct, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I didn't follow everything you were saying here, but to go to the point, um, the the we've got the right the, the the main voting issues is done at the township level, and the township is a political subdivision of the precinct. And the reason a lot of textbooks are saying that the the the, the voting is done at the precincts is because. In, as, as Roman civil law was brought in to, to displace and supplant um, uh, uh, Anglo-American common law, um, 
they had a the 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 de facto provisional governments had a need to to create to disempower the grassroots where the, where the lifeblood is originating from and and the more important thing is the consensus building of the qualified electors each of the qualified electors in the individual townships that's where the actual formation of all larger body politics are built upon is 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 the individual qualified electors come together to form their individual townships. The precincts are nothing more than than assemblies of townships. The the counties are nothing more than assemblies of precincts. States are nothing more than assemblies of counties, and nations are nothing more than assemblies of states. And if you don't have your your qualified electors in your townships, everything else is legal fiction. Can you give us a document or something that's going to help us to see this township definition? Because I'm looking in my files right now for something for township, and I'm coming up with some stuff, like uh, um, something. I, like have, I have this list of laws on the statutes of the United States, Congress of the United States from 1925 and 1926. Let me let me do some quick searching on. Um, um, my web page here. I believe I've got things that will. Uh, illust- I, I've got citations that provide um, uh, data that you're looking for, and I just posted a link in the chat that is something related to you in California. How common law principles would apply geographically. There's a map there um, uh, right. to to California. I don't know if you've seen that map before, mm-hmm. but I will. Um, take a moment here to look for documents on the web page. Sure. That, and we'll, um, while while you take a while you look for township, let me finish reading this pattern of centralization aspect for everyone here. Uh, if you don't mind here. Uh, sure. Let's see. Certain wrongs, for example, entailed a forfeiture to the king of the wrongdoer's goods. Local institutions must therefore produce what was in effect a balance sheet of wrongs and goods and would be penalized for any failure. The earliest method of control appears to have been a system of local agents, local justiciars, who were to take part in the determination of any matter involving royal rights. This gave way to a system of periodic audit by commissioners sent out from the center the justices in ire, supplemented by a permanent local accountant, the coroner, whose records provided a check on the accounts given by the local institutions themselves. So the coroner has a lot of authority as well in these local institutions. Can you talk about the coroner and his authority? Or his yes, authority? he does. Yes, he does. some point we have to get Charles to talk about that. Continuing, this uh, seen from an, another angle, the system of Ayers, journeys by the king's commissioners and the king himself, represents a system of governing the kingdom bit by bit, checking one county after another. And within each county, the sheriff would similarly make periodic tours of the hundreds. 
But where there was, so again, let, let me go back up here and read again this other entry for the hundreds. I have three entries. The coroner's inquest into unexplained deaths reminds us even more clearly that law and order on the national scale were first expressed in terms of revenue. When in 1221, a Worcestershire 100 jury, okay, from Worcestershire, 100 jury, answering the article of fire, said that Roger's wife Emma had been drowned in the the Avalon, blah, blah, blah. There's a huge story. I'm only giving reference to to the hundred. I want to try and find reference point, a reference point that talks about this this hundred. Okay. So the, the first one I already read. Okay. Okay. Now let me go back into my search results because this was only a this was taken from a copy of a historical foundations of the common law. Um, okay, I want to welcome Janine to the call. Hi, Janine. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Cheyenne. Hi, Donaldson. Hi, Charles. Hi. Sorry about before my, um, my inter I lost my, the internet connection, so everything dropped out. Cool. I'm glad you came back in. Over the last decade, special attention has been According to the development of the trial jury, historians have examined with the context of the administration of justice and across a broad chronological span the shifting character of English juries. This is from 12 Good Men and True, the character of early 14th century juries. And it mentions the general ire. It also, um, fortunately, it's not. To try to select everything. Charles, did you find what you were looking for regarding townships? Um, kind of, sort of. Um, it wasn't what I was looking for. Um, maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm, I'm. There's 27. Yeah, how do you do find that? I. I I posted web link, uh, a web link to one document that has some good citations in the chat, but that's not um, optimal. Um, and I think I may have found something better. Oh, beautiful. Uh, yeah, I think I found something better. I'll post the link to this so you guys can follow me. And And once I get that... A little bit more digested, we can go ahead and blast right into discussing particular pages and definitions of, of okay. what we're looking at. Well, Charles, um, it up now. If you don't mind me interjecting uh, after we a bit with regard to keeping us on focus, we're talking about townships and local local authority, right? right? Which yeah, yeah, and, and, and related concept of precincts because the precincts is where you you begin exercising your judicial power. Which the importance of the precincts there is that at that point, uh, uh, the, the the justice of the peace of the hundred court, he has international status. He is exercising okay. full international sovereignty once he possesses the judicial power. Okay, the judicial power. remember we have. 
Remember, we have Janine on the call, and she's at a state. So uh, yeah. put it into Jean- both terms, I guess. Right. Okay. Well, well Janine, what Charles, you want to explain? Yeah, well, I'm, 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 in, I'm in Australia. Um, so if you're talking about local, that would that would be a council, a local council, I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but just quickly, um, just, I do have a bit of a, um, a bit of a thing that I've got to ask you, Charles. Were you on Mickey's call yesterday? I don't recognize that. I'm sure I wasn't. I don't know oh, the call. Okay. I don't know Vicky. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, she actually um, she did mention something about the overthrow of the government or something. Not the overthrow of the government. It was something like takeover. We were talking about taking over local. These yes. these perps came on the call, right? On this other call, and they started yeah, talking and, and about I, taking I over the really, government, and yeah, got us to sit no. here and agree with them. And that's yeah, exactly no, what they were hearing. Yeah, no, I, I I don't agree with that. Um, and um, there there is a way to do it, and the, the way is if everybody knows their law, and then holding, and then you know establishing the court and doing it all correctly. Yeah. You know, then there's no bloodshed. It's all done amicably. You know, we're all in line with, uh, you know, doing everything peacefully. Right, right, right. Now, yeah. um, my my experience and and my preferred strategy is to shame the 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 people in positions of local governmental authority to step down from their position because because when 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 we have a group of people in a city council meeting or a county commissioners meeting and 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 we're talking about uh, the cause of justice protecting the rights of the people. And we bring that issue to bear, um, and we point out the lack of their municipal franchise charter. They they don't have any judicial power. They're dependent on the de facto state. They um, they 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 have no power to provide us with justice. Well, the people of the local community are supposed to have the tools available to administer justice, and the proper common law precincts and counties empowers that and their de facto provisional government is nothing but an obstruction and and they're under they need to step down so that um um the original organic constitutional pattern at least in the united states and england and i dare suggest australia and canada can oh yes. once again be yes. followed our constitution is actually based off um, a lot of Canada's constitution, America's constitution, and England's constitution. Uh, it's it's quite a good constitution, um, and I I don't even believe that we need to shame these people because these people are our fellow men, and a lot of these people don't realise that they're doing wrong because they're just going along with what they've been told. You know, we we need to learn our law and we need to let them know what the law is because they don't know the law. They're in, uh, they would be in government. They would leave all everything up to the legalese side of it, you know. So they're probably as blind as what we have been in the past. And it's just, it's just bringing to their attention 
what the law is and who they have to be abide by. Now, there would be a few, and I do agree there would be a few that would know exactly what the law is, but they would probably be the lawyers for the people who are in government. You know, so it's just, it's just, um, just, yeah, you know, we've got to give them the opportunity to correct the wrong. I have, I have an entrance. I, ha uh, I think, what, what are you, so you're saying we have to give them the opportunity to correct the wrong or in legal terms, cure, right? To cure, opportunity to cure, right? Well, yeah. you just, well, I would send them, you know, as Carl says, send them a letter. You know, start with you a mean, letter. The, you're talking about uh, people, sending the people, local people who are offending, right? Send them a letter. Yes. Right, the actual people themselves, the ones holding yes. in the, the positions in the state. <coughs> right? Yep. Okay. Because yep. there's a republic that exists. Calif see, I had, how do you know California is actually de jure because the flag itself says California Republic. It doesn't even say state of California. How, so they're hiding the, the Republic underneath of the, the state. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, well, that's why I, it brings me back to my question about townships to Charles. Is a shire kind of a, like, was a shire a similar thing to like a state? And then a township would be something like a municipality or some sort of like organization or the, and then the precinct, you know, the, the precinct is like a, what, like a multi-district kind of conglomerate or something, you know, multi-county. Right? Don, Don, you're loading too many things on there at one time. A shire it, is exactly. a county. I'm asking. Can I interrupt? Hold on, hold on. Can question, I interrupt? Charles gave, you, Charles, us, a question, yeah. Charles gave us the basic in law, and he was going to go over this with us. It's one in 27 pages. So I would recommend everyone to pull that up and let Charles question. talk about it. Can we, Thank you. That, mm -hmm, wait. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Cheyenne. You're welcome. Yeah. And, everyone and, and, have it pulled up? I've got to say, I haven't, I haven't actually heard of this local, you know, thing. So this will be really good to read because it'll, it'll um, probably give me more Charles, idea what is it. Charles, okay. Charles, going to go on to Charles, our desk to us. Charles Everyone is really out. good. Excuse me, I will mute out in a second. Let me say what I need to say to Charles, and I will mute out, and he can take over if you don't mind. Excuse me? Don, that's a little bit uh, cocky there. I don't like being told to mute out. Well, guess what? You got muted. Charles, go ahead. Well, I hope Don's listening in the background there, Cheyenne. I'm uh, I'm sorry for the conflict erupting. I don't. I'm not inclined to. Um, it, it's your conference, Cheyenne. Um, no, go ahead, read. 
Okay, well, more than that, I was inclined to build. I posted a, a second link beyond the other one that I, I thank you for recognizing the merit of my first link, um, it, which, which does have the citations that Don and the others here were looking for, I believe. Um, but to build thereon, I, I was going to segue to my second link by saying that, that uh, as my second link illustrated, illustrates, um, um, I, I've confronted county commissioners in, in, in my own county here in Oregon, Clackamas County, and, and that link is to the main document, PDF file, that I, I serve by registered mail and hand delivery on the county commissioners of Clackamas County here in Clackamas County, Oregon. And thereunder, one of the main points was that that even though their, their Roman law-based municipal civil franchise um, um, disempowers them, uh, Oregon statutes, as cited in that second link, uh, recognizes that the commissioners have the duties of the county court. So even though their their Roman civil form of government um, has come in and supplanted our Anglo-American common law form of county government, um, the officers of that county government uh, uh, have have the duties of of the, the the common law county court form of government. So that means that we the people, if we bring a case like a normal court case from you know unlawful arrest on traffic issues or whatever uh, property taxes, if we frame a case like that and, and we present an argument that that's under that's unlawful under uh, uh, the county's common law jurisdiction. We've got the right to demand, because we're the higher authority than the commissioners, we've got the right to file a case in, 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 in before the county commissioners, supervisors, whatever they want to be called. Um, different jurisdictions use different terms, but it, it's all the same. The, the, we've got the right to move that, that tribunal that's based on Roman civil law over into common law jurisdiction when we file a, a, a formal legal complaint with them. They're under. Statutes recognize they have duties of a county court to follow due process of law. And, and, and that's our traction point. That's where that that's our paperwork up front where we're not resorting to violence we're giving them notice that they have duties and they need to move and and, and follow due process of law and, and bring justice to the common people and thereunder when when the a lot of them a large percentage of them will default and will refuse to follow their duties under common law at that point is when we talk about what steps are necessary to remove them from office and reestablish um, people in those positions of power and control over our county or other jurisdictions of government so that so that these constitutional duties for local governmental jurisdictions are finally being followed. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I do I thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I see You're Don's welcome. chatting. Yeah. Um, oh, well, he's chatting BS, so I don't want well, to pay attention to it. it. 
Don Don's a young man. He's got a lot of energy, and he he contributes a lot of value to the discussion. And I I, I try to tolerate his sometimes undiplomatic choice of words. Um, um, but but it's your conference here, Cheyenne, and um, you're in control, and I'm not going to confront you. Uh, uh, oh no no, no. keep going keep going. Okay okay well I, I can build further. Um, um, and I, I, I'd like to motivate either you or Janine to to share constructive criticism or comments or queries um, because um, um, uh, Don's indicating that he'd like to call back in and re-participate again too and um, um, but I didn't mute him. Okay. It takes a okay. second or two when they call back when they call in. There's there right. That's normal. Okay, go ahead, Charles. Thank you. Um You're welcome. Um yeah, the, I think Janine was asking about um, um, how do we avoid violence. We don't want to violently confront um, um, the people that are in positions of power, and 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 we we would that be the same thing as as if you don't want to go to court? If I don't want to what? Go to court. Well, there's nothing wrong with entering into a a, a serious court of law. Um, we have nothing to interfere from interfering uh, from entering into courts of law. We only have things to interfere or to fear when um, uh, uh, we're, we're being sucked into de facto courts that don't follow due process of law. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Well, yeah, and uh, and and I know a lot of gurus in this movement prefer to avoid. Uh, entering in courts, and I understand that completely when they're de facto military tribunals that don't respect your rights to due process of law. But when we are 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 when we have have influenced the court to the point where um, um, we are certain that due process of law can be followed in that court, then we need to 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 put down our stakes and and um, um, uh, uh, ensure that no de facto corrupted judges enter in there and start messing with our rights for our people to enter into due process of law. See, they're a foreign jurisdiction to us. They're Roman right. civil. That's entirely right. foreign. I just I just witnessed a uh, hearing the other week, this Wednesday, and the judge already recused herself. That's not the first time this has happened to this gentleman. And when he ended up mentioning Form 56, they the prosecutor flipped out. Form 56. Had, it's uh, it's Form 56. Uh, having them as trustee. Oh, okay. Child custody or something. No, it's a traffic ticket. Oh. But you're appointing the judge as the trustee. See, they're appointing you as a trustee. But all it is is, is a tax matter. Okay. Well, and it's all under civil municipal jurisdiction, too. There, there, there's no right. real... There, there's no person complaining that a breach of the peace or a common law crime was committed. Correct. And I think I ended up saying that the, um, the other night with you. 
they they ask the judge asks uh, the person to raise the right hand, <laughs> and there's no Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went off about the demons and stuff there because they got demons in control. See, it really is a spiritual battle. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned that it would be good to, when we enter in there, have somebody with a little bit of religious background go through some motions of casting out demons. I really think the judges would get up and walk away because, yeah, it, it does get down to the spiritual, psychological type of warfare that we're involved in. Yes, it does. And one time I went to a hearing uh, on my own, Charles, and I don't know who this guy was because I'm new to court. I guess he was the the uh, clerk of court. I I I don't know. <clears throat> he he was an old guy, and he just sat there and stared at me. I mean, evil, evil, evil eyes, and everyone in there, the judge, evil eyes. I was amazed, and it was a close hearing. So, yeah, you got to 100%, you have to uh, protect yourself. From the evil eye, right? Charles. Charles. Right. Um, um, good to hear you chime back in, Don. Uh, thank you, uh, Cheyenne, too. Um, uh, I'm glad things are harmonizing, if I might presume that. Well, I'm here, and I'm here for yes. you, Charles. I appreciate that, Don. Please try to... Uh, uh, Choose your words carefully so that we don't um, infringe on uh, Cheyenne's sovereign jurisdiction here. Let's just presume that I will choose my words wisely from the beginning, and I think we're going to have no problems. Everyone's going to get along if we just, no one dominates anyone. You know what I'm saying? I I don't dominate you guys. I I actually think you guys probably, I'm catching up. Okay, guys. Guys, let's move on, please. Charles, go ahead. Hold on Thank a second. You. you just cut me off, though. Uh, now, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back out, Charles, if you want to. Uh, I'll come back in when I feel a little more loved, I guess. Okay. Charles, please. All right. Well, um, to build... Uh, um, thanks to the God of peace and justice and harmony. Um, may he... Uh, uh, facilitate our further discussion that we might harmonize to advance his kingdom more effectively. And this gets to the English roots. See, in England, there was no there was no um, uh, separation of church and state. There was no separation of powers. That's all legal fictions that's been cooked up in the USA. Okay, it really does get to the spiritual issues, and 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 I do like the the, the traditional. Um, uh, uh, religious practice of uh, uh, amongst Christian patriotic community of of like saying prayers, opening opening court sessions with with and and, and United States congressional hearings and things like that with with 
with prayers by a chaplain and things to ask God's blessing on the harmony of the community because we're all inferior to God. Okay, that, that sets the proper tone that we're here to secure God's justice. And, um, uh, and, and that gets to the Bible, the kings. The kings, the, the, the monarchs of ancient Israel, and presumably Jesus himself, they studied the laws of the Lord day and night. And they're under their entitlement to be king of Israel was based upon their ability to bring peace and justice to the people. Okay, that that that's where we need to nurture the juice, the spiritual juice that comes forth to bring forth the peace and the justice. Blackstone talks about how how the in the decentralized courts of justice, getting down to those hundred courts, um, it's like water. The flow of justice is likened to a flow of water, and it flows freely because because all judicial officers will agree whether or not due process of law has been followed. And if due process of law has been followed, then 12 people of, of, of certified qualified elector status have all come to an agreement that, that law has been followed. And once that humongous task has been accomplished, then it is reasonable to presume 99% chance possibility that 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 true, naturally conscionable justice has been rendered through that unanimous 12-person jury verdict. And if true, natural, naturally conscionable justice has been rendered, then everybody else needs to, to back the hell off and allow that judgment to, to, to be implemented with whatever force is necessary to carry forth that judgment. And that's the presumption of the sovereign local jurisdiction of the, of the hundred courts at the precinct level. They're referred to in Oregon statute as courts of justice, and they're also, as well as Oregon constitution, and um, um, they're also synonymous with the concept of a court of law. Because common law is due process it is real law. Statutes and everything is just legal fiction. I outlined quite a bit there. I'd, I'd, I'd like to get comments or questions on in your all of that. Charles, you already know that I'm with you on it 100%. My knowledge is at speed. That's all I have to say. Thank you, Don. Um, um, and I as well, 100%. That was great. Thank you, sister. Well, yeah. One reason why yeah, I can't uh, 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 Let me explain I, something, I, Charles. I do great. Let me say something, Charles. The Sorry. reason why I can agree Sorry. with you is because of this. Donaldson. I have, was speaking. No, no, no. I'm gonna, I, no, I interrupted Donaldson. I'm sorry, Donaldson. Go ahead. Thank you. The reason why I can appreciate Charles and what he has so carefully delineated regarding the power of local communities is because I've literally seen case law myself, and I have it on my computer here, and I would be willing to do the research to pull it up, to put it into the chat room, that actually will concur with the, the theory that local uh, juries, like at the local level, township level, um, are basically exercise, they're autonomous. They exercise a certain level of autonomy 
when it comes to reporting and information. There's also a lot of statutes in California that actually prevent backlash against uh, information and reporting by uh, jury members. Okay, so this this kind of information that I've researched when I when I you know when I hear Charles speaking the way that he does and it harmonizes with what I myself has re have researched, that is how I know that Charles is on point. I yield. Okay. Thank you. Janine? Uh, thank you, Cheyenne. No, I've just put it up there. Ephesians 6.12. You know, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it is, it, you know, it is... The, it is about that. It's all about the energy and which way we wish that energy to go. And it's all up to us. It's all up to us. Charles, we love you. Keep going. Well, thanks for the positive feedback. Um, um, earlier on, Cheyenne, uh, Don did have a nice uh, head of steam um, um, uh, built up towards exploring more fully the precinct level jurisdiction and, and the courts of justice. And if it meets with your approval, I'd like to uh, turn Don loose to um, uh, 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 provide um, um, motivation for me to respond to particular focal points that were on Don's agenda. Donaldson, go ahead. You cut the floor. Thanks, Charles. Um, Thank you, Cheyenne. Right now, I'm just looking at the um, Tulare Irrigation District versus Shepherd. In uh, uh, yeah, I'm right here. If I might uh, uh, point out, um, um, there was um, uh, weblink. I think. Um, the, uh, a web link posted in the chat. Um, Emergency mandatum? No, the one before that, um, uh, three or four lines above. Um, um, uh, uh, yeah. Township community organizing lawful basis V3. Township precincts. Constables 1.5. Uh, uh, I don't not, see a five. Not constable. um, constables. Uh, copy link. No. I'll, I'll repaste it here. Yeah, we, we do. Thanks. Yeah. Well. Um. I. So three links there. up. Okay. There, I, I repasted it. It's it's like a. a three. Gotcha. Um. A 27-page document, and and uh, it, it, at about page 17, it starts focusing on on the word hundred. Okay, and and that shows solid citations of 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 how how the hundreds are make made up of the ten townships, and um uh, uh the, the it, it 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 builds together for for plugging it all into modern counties and precincts. 
Did you compile there's, this? There's, there's about four definitions on page 17 there that include the word hundred. Um, um, and hundred chord is one of them. Um, and 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 uh, this this particular set of citations out of Black's Law Dictionary um, um, is, is is tightly focused on on the jurisdiction of the townships and the precincts. And there's a okay. there's a lot there that that kind of comes in from from other uh, uh, areas. Um, uh, some of the t terms are related to the word constable is related to the word constitution. Con if you look in the C's section of the Black's Law Dictionary citation, starting on about four, page 14, it, it defines constable, and then constant, fixed, or uniform, and and uh, constituency, constituent. Um, uh, yeah, I've got another citation from a different source that says that the assembly of the constituents has authority to change the Constitution. This is why a small governing body of, of 10 or 12 stakeholders is important, is because your assembly of your constituents needs to make to 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 carry the, the, the serious burden of hammering out consensus. The word consensus, for God's sake, is related to the word constitution and constable and all of these issues. See, see it, 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 it's so powerful once we begin, we begin speaking law, jurisdiction, law speaking, juris means law, Diction means speaking. Once we begin speaking law with consensus, with harmony, we're all on the same page, we're all looking at the bad guys with the same look as, as are you going to do your duty or are we going to have to follow due process of law to remove you from office? That's the ultimatum that we're bringing to the de facto's. They need to either do their duties or face prosecution to be removed from office. There's no other option. True, and that's exactly why um, you do not have to be a private attorney general to to step up and, and represent uh, the people because the people aren't a class of persons, uh, which is what the PAG is all about, is representing the specific class of persons, and that's a statutory thing. Um, so... Again, it, you know, this common law does not rely on on statutory um, uh, terms for its origin. You know, so Don, can I suggest a better choice of words? Um, you can just uh, come in, in and reiterate. Exactly. Well, well, instead of I don't have to change we, anything. Can you just maybe you can say it a little in a different way? That's what I meant by a better choice of words. Um, uh, What's well, up? Presumably, oh my God. perhaps. Put me down, why don't you? Go ahead. Well, I, I didn't mean to do that, but you know, uh, I. I, know. I forgive you. In, in, allow me to just put it on the table, please. Um, the, okay. um, uh, the, 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 the concept of private attorney general, uh, it, it does emanate from 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 Roman civil law and thereunder you do have legitimacy for your proposition to reject it but i dare suggest the the organic nature of the concept the ability to prosecute criminal complaints we can embrace that 
people that want that are all emotionally entangled in support of the concept of a, uh, a private attorney general, we don't have to bust their bubble. We can just say that hey, every qualified elector in in every township of every precinct of every county has the right to proceed with the authority of a private attorney general. Mm-hmm. And that sounds reasonable, Charles. And I, by no means, was I intending. To um, slander the status of a PAG. I was simply stating that it is not a common law um, procedure, and a, you know, for a proper representation um, of the community locals, you 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 would be a, under common law. You know, it would have to be. New new documents would have to be drafted for uh, an establishment or of a, a body, you know. Uh, and if the local, state de facto government did not want to uh, draft legislation, that would be reason to kick them out of office. That would be reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to to look at that? Um, uh, uh, video that I linked in my recent talk show announcement, where um, uh, that was uh, um, focusing attention on the interview with Dan Peterson of the Montana Freeman. I have not actually. I feel I'm honestly having some small problems with my computer right now, but I'm going to get back into the chat room. Okay, well, I'll, I'll repost the, the, the web link to that video and also another video that's, that's more like 20 years old from, right. from the same source of the Montana okay. Freeman. Sure. And right. um, uh, those two videos uh, uh, are, are talking about serious Great. hardball confrontation against the de facto's from from this kind of, of well-grounded local township and precinct level common law law of the land rooting um and, and he, uh, i am in the process of posting uh the youtube video of the current fun. interview of dan peterson of the montana freeman i just posted it in the chat window there that's um yeah charles charles that's great i mean i appreciate that but you know how i like to learn things right I right. I watch videos, right? But you know what I do? I also go and I go to the law library and I I verify sources, I shepherdize cases, I go and I verify information for myself. Like so, and a lot of the things that I that I get from people actually conflict with the things that I've learned. A lot of stuff actually does conflict. There's there's very few people that actually know what the heck they're talking about. Now now the Montana Freeman thing is a special case, so that's what attracts me to. Uh, what you just mentioned, so I will. I want to. I like. I want to learn more about that. I was not paying attention to the Montana thing when it's going on. Are you? Right. Um, Got that. Here's. So, I just posted another link to my main repository on my main web page to all of the sh- files uh, related to the Montana Freeman and Leroy Schweitzer that I have. Plus, uh, there's another web link. Uh, to the precise six-hour video that's uh, over 24, 20 years old, back in '96, um, uh, was when that was recorded, 
and and um, uh, that gets into some real serious nuts and bolts of how everything is decentralized down to the local township and precinct level. That sovereign judicial power oh, is, is decentralized down that that small. And um, um, Charles, I know. I already okay. know. Like you don't have to teach me this shit. Okay, well, well, I, I'm also talking, addressing Cheyenne and uh, Janine at the same time. Okay. And it looks as like we you know. have another. I got you, Charles. I have your back 100%. I already know about, like, bottom line is municipalities, if they can charter and be under the state constitution, that's how they get their authority is from the state, right? Most municipalities. That means that those even, even though at the local level, they claim to be representing these people at the township level, but they're not. They're straight up de facto. I'm with you, Charles, 100%. No one can explain it the way I can to you. And therefore, that's how you know, I know, and these other people out here, they need to know. They need to get to know. Period. Yeah, they need to get to know that you're a nigger lover. Now, where's the real niggers at? I'm here to smash niggers. And where's that old hack, Cheyenne? Where's my savage? Get my savage! Uh, That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Todd Morrison. We are here live tonight at the Digger Show. Yes, this is the show that left the original show. Now we're here listening to their niggery. Yes. Continue on. You also find several attempts to tell their story via videos from third parties who have studied. Where the hell is she? But today, you're going to hear the story as told. Yeah. Thank you, Shane. Okay, guys. Yeah. I, it took me a while. I forgot to uh, undo the uh, board. That, Thank you. I, had, okay. I started playing the Freeman video, just so you know, so I could cut that guy out. Yeah, he's gone. Well, he's still here. I moved it. Well, if you'd like to hear yeah. some more of that video, I just have the first five minutes of it here, if you want. Uh, I think our conversation yeah. is, is exactly. prioritized. Yep. Well, you were talking you about guys, so Yes, you and Donaldson, Donaldson and Charles, you were doing good. I don't need to add anyone else in. My opinion only. Anyways, back to... Thank you very much, Cheyenne. Uh, Charles, I've gotten your two documents downloaded also, the township community thing and the emergency uh, mandate thing. I will be listening to those after the call because that's how I get through stuff is by listening to it. And um, uh, I appreciate you putting that in there. It's going to give you wrote those documents or those 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 writings, and that's going to give me better understanding for your 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 thinking. And I can I don't have to pick your brain over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 two, when we get into discussions, that that that's like a a computer blueprint of my brain, and 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 so. Um, when we've got points of clarification, if you've got those documents handy, I can say go to page 17 and look at the discussion of the citations from Black's Law Dictionary about 100 courts, see see where it says this or that, and I can I can draw you right mainly to the particular point that we're having a discussion about. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but Charles. And I mean, keep Cheyenne in mind that's exactly why. Right. Well, that's exactly why. I mean, I want these people involved in it too. They they need to get all the same information. Uh, it's crucial to the continuity of the group. 
you know. Yeah. And and the the sooner they catch up and start exp- expressing themselves in a way that lets me know that they actually comprehend what the hell you're talking about, I will be happy. But right now I'm not because these the people that are listening seem to actually not be expressing the right they're not saying the right words, keywords, things that would give you and me the comprehension that they do really fully grasp the power and the structure of the legal system. You know what I'm saying? That you're talking about. You, it's one thing for you to explain it, okay, and, and in your terms. But have they done the research previously to actually know how it all fits together so we can move forward? Because we don't really, like you said, we don't have a lot of time, Charles, to do to move forward. We don't want to spend, we're not sitting here trying to spend a couple months learning, right? Right. But, Don, um, we, we, we need to be compassionate with with the people that are evidencing oh, their sincere, humble uh, efforts to to come up to speed with what we're doing. I love um, it. I love compassion. I have thick okay. skin, though, so my compassion is a different breed. Uh, well, I understand you're a frontline warrior. You're willing to take a hit, and and that's a good thing. But but you need to be just a smidgen more sensitive when 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 when, when we've closed the door and we've excluded the, the the troublemakers, and we're trying to maintain our judicial calm here and to nurture our people up to speed so they can also become judicial warriors. Well, let's 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 clarify some things with them. Then ask them pivotal questions so that way we, we can get a clear understanding. If you don't mind. Certainly. And I Do want have to any? see if Cheyenne has any questions about um, or any lack of understanding. And if you're saying you don't, can you please tell me how um, how a municipality presumes authority to put over the local people? Us, the court, not you. The court. We're proceeding in the name of the people and on behalf. Right. Okay. So... Uh, and in that's this inquiry, that's where that's where we were going, and Charles ended up giving us the link, and I thought we were going to go back to that link. Well, I have got all these documents that I'm moving over to a folder to share regarding justice of the peace and also precinct. But it's the same thing that you just got done asking. He ended up putting up a link. We all went there, and we're still waiting for Charles. Get on okay. board. Um, <laughs> um, well, I, um, I'll get Cheyenne, it. could you direct us with some more surgical precision as to where you think um, uh, uh, we uh, our, our general thrust was to uh, incline best to focus? Oh no, no. I I was just bringing up on the the link that you were going to share with us. What was I will the one explain it right the, now. The townships and the constables, lawful organizing, yes. V3. And, and that's the one, that's the link that, um, hold on. Okay, Charles, I actually have the constable document right here. It's a manual for empowering men to become effective as the first and most important peace officers of the people. And that's actually a great uh, article. I think that you probably put a lot of forethought into that and did some great research, and I'm looking forward to reading that. The other one is... Um, the Township uh, Community Organizing and Lawful Basis document, which uh, was written in 2016, and uh, also uh, you're, uh, it talks about where you're from, talking from Oregon, giving, uh, ultimately designed to communicate where, where the basis in law is to be found for our common American people to claim our lawful right to form our very own, our own very powerful township communities 
that third sentence is so powerful. Why? Thank because you. it it tip it explains exactly your um, premise in in it's the most hard hitting point of the entire document, and you put it right at the very beginning. First of all, I can tell you right there that's some great writing. Uh, the other Thank one you. is a notice and complaint of state of emergency. Yeah. Emergency emergency mandamus. Um, it's titled. Um, Notice County Return Donation or something like that. And what is that about? Well, that's that that that's to to bring the research into actual um, 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 productive um, uh, interaction with the local de facto community uh, uh, governing body uh, uh, in efforts to to uh, uh, lay the groundwork for. Uh, setting the stage for a large community of people going into the next county commissioner's meeting and demanding uh, uh, changes. Mm -hmm. See, after they default, uh, it, in response to this notice of complaint and uh, notice and complaint of state of emergency, which they already have, that was back in January of 2016, uh, about 18 months ago. Um, and uh, they, they, they don't. They, they refuse to talk to me about it. I've got a video. Uh, there's a video. Uh, if you guys would like to look at it, for uh, about 15 minutes or so of me. Um, um, uh, I'm sure we would love to. Okay, I'll, I'll bring that up here in a moment. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll post it in the link. Um, my channel well, here. Yeah. While you're and, looking that up, Charles, one reason they may sure. have ignored it is because of the content the just i just from looking at the style uh, that you wrote i mean now i know i gave you a compliment a few minutes ago because of the the way you know you organized the information right but when i was looking at the document further and in this newer this other one they they do seem a bit um wordy meaning you've given you you're like you know it's like a lecture basically on paper and it's good okay i'm talking about the emergency document Right. Yeah. And, and so that thing I was thinking would be um, it's important to note that it, uh, it, it the basis for common law. No, that's not the one. That's not the one I was looking at. What was the here it is, emergency? Um, but all the underlines and um, like the word as after that uh, semicolon at the very beginning, you know, um, and there's no double spacing. You need to, I think, you have some double spacing in there to actually give some some structure to um, things. I like I like uh, I like the mo majority of it though. But I was wondering if you could bullet point it too and put headings. But okay, clear headings. Johnson, uh, headings would be great. For, uh, sure. We have a question for you on the board. It. Uh, Janine says, I will uh, it what was the first part? As long as it's respectful, I will answer it. It is. What was the first paper you mentioned? Um, it was from one, Charles Donaldson. It right. was something about how we become justices of the peace or something. or something. No, not justice. Oh. Oh. No, it was, the, it was the last link I ended up putting up. That, oh, um, I, he was. I, I'm guessing. That no, he no, he said all. Well, I, I think I for common I think people. It was the. 
I'm pretty sure it was the organizing townships documents. Let me see if this was it. Constantly. No, before that, before that, you mentioned one. Township communities. The, no, it was, the, I the got basis, that. The basis in law for common people organizing local, smaller, constitutional township communities. Not that one? No, before that. You, you also, you said, I've got, I've got this paper and then I've got the township and precinct paper. I'm just looking now. So. Oh, either way, I'm going to have to re-listen to the recording and ask um, Charles if he could p put that up in the room as well. Well, he's got the Schweitzer oh. files on there. Look, I'm I'm rambling right now at, at this point. We're not talking about anything. So I'm getting impatient. But um, oh. if, if if we could just say, Charles, that, that your, 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 your writing style... I'll help you do it, man. You know, like we just have to. The more we work together, I think the tighter of a bond we're going to create. We're going to be able to harmonize. and be beautiful relationship. I love the direction. What I'm thinking is, I can. You know, everyone's an individual on this call. You all have your specific common law under God's laws, right? And uh, to incorporate your individual nature into this uh, would be community is part of. Uh, the common law. So uh, bring to the table your strengths is what I'm shouting. And I'm going to be doing the same thing. And that's why quantum grammar is going to be a part of my oath um, for the, being a justice of the peace in, in whichever community I decide uh, to, to set up home in. But not just that. Uh, I believe that it's, it would be appropriate to incorporate um, the traveling around uh, as a circuit, <clears throat> on circuit, uh, and if we could kind of work that in there, that would actually be interesting to be able to travel around and assist these other hunt, like hunt the hundreds. Well, or, if, can, Don, can I, I might be getting things mixed up a bit, but yeah, please expand a bit, yeah. Okay, so that that terminology circuit is, is derived from Roman civil law that was brought into England. But more supportive of what I believe you're trying to work towards is is that that um, uh, most constitutions, state constitutions, have very powerful provisions that say that the the, the legislative assembly of the state shall make no special or local laws and, and and that means that there's two categories of common law jurisdiction that they're not allowed to interfere with and one is the right of local government that we've been talking about with the townships and the precincts mm -hmm. but similarly the, that that term special I've got citations that that term special is Roman civil gobbledygook to confuse what in common law terminology is the word private so, so we've got our private jurisdictions as well as our mm -hmm. local yeah. jurisdictions. You read that. Okay. I, I actually have seen that too. I think I may have shared a document with you that actually stated that in there. Yeah, we've looked at that. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the most powerful uh, uh, type of organizing there under is, is I, I believe, is, is religious communities because of the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And, and uh, in support, further support thereof, I've seen um, um, uh, statutes in Oregon that indicate that the, the, the state-level attorney general can subpoena documents from any type of organization uh, uh, that it wants to accept 
religious organizations. The, the Attorney General of the civil de facto state government does not have statutory authority to subpoena documents from religious organizations, okay? Beautiful. That indicates that, mm-hmm. that corporation souls and trusts and all that other kind of uh, corporate organizing, it's all a footnote compared to when we bring into the power of God through religious organizing, that's our private jurisdictions, and you can have a commission from my nonprofit natural law church if you like, or you can form your own. Uh, um, uh, but, but I dare suggest that your most powerful uh, way of organizing fluidly, where you can go anywhere you want and do anything you want, would be if you're moving and speaking in the name of some type of a religious organization that's seriously dedicated to advancing co- God's kingdom within the parameters of the rules of the common law and due process of law. I would suggest everyone... That's it's also taken in, and noted, um, Charles. Thank you. All right. Also in our, um, also in international law, um, yeah. it's um, yeah, international law, um, and the article is eighteen one. Okay, it calls it's a Universal Declaration of Human Rights from nineteen forty eight. It enshrines freedom of religion. It says everyone has the right to freedom of thought, consciousness, of and religion. This right includes freedom to change his religion or belief and freedom either alone or in community with others and in public or private to manifest his religion or belief in teaching, practice, worship and observance. Okay, so it's one of the reasons why I joined the Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing because it does abide by the common law um, in our constitution, the Australian Constitution, Article 116, it says very similar things. You cannot interfere with one's religious beliefs. And that's why I wrote to the man who is acting as Health Minister of Human Services. And I, uh, I told him that, um, you know, he is interfering with, interfering with my religious belief by pushing mandatory vaccinations. Because in the... Um, in um, just trying to find it in the um, in the Genesis two health and healing, it actually states that um, our religion does not believe in um, you know um, it's up to us whether we want we have the right to um, freedom of vaccines, X-rays, medicines, um, microchips, anything else that the government, any government puts on anybody it's wonderful have a look at their card that they will give you and it will and um and then it says any person that interferes with this relief will be vigorously prosecuted so you might someone you might be interested in that yeah Uh, charles it it, doesn't it sound like a challenge to the common law It's, it's no, it very... actually is. It's it's actually abiding by the common law, because um, because it actually states that um, it will be prosecuted via the common law. You know, it actually says mm-hmm. that if you have actually, a look, well, you, you need to Google... delineate which common law it is because that's what I think it needs uh, is is a. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. If you go and have a look at the at the on the back of the card, the back of the card, what it reads. 
and then read that and see what it says. I, I'm only quoting off the Post. top of my head, and it, I, I, I'm not going. Yeah. Would you mind posting the link again for us on that? Did you put the link in there? I, I will. I'll just no. I haven't put it up yet. Thank you, Donaldson. I'll fix that. I'll do that now before I leave. Got Jeffrey in there. Frankville, USA, and Jeffrey. In the chat. Um. I'd like to point okay. out that with, with regard to the health ministry and vaccine thing, um, um, I would suggest that, that our judicial officer for a jurisdiction that wants to address that, the judicial officer should issue a document declaring that, that um, particular people with un, under the protection of their religious sovereign uh jurisdiction are are not required to get are exempt from the statutory requirements of um uh to to get vaccines and further um um the the backup plan should be clearly in mind that if if people in charge of it, the 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 vaccination program do not recognize the exemption of our people from that vaccination program then then the 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 next step the next lawful defense is to issue arrest warrants against um um the people in charge of that vaccination program that are threatening to 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 forcibly um vaccinate people that have religious or uh, objections against it Absolutely, Charles. Um, <clears throat> I think there's no standard to weigh the status of a common law resident of one of these uh, cities or counties under the municipal authority. So that will be the th the hurdle is establishing the standard and be and and focusing on the fact that there since there is no standard, then um, the, there should be a liberal um, application. You know of of the uh, the rules about vaccines, and if someone wants to opt out, then they they get to opt out because there's no standard. Of course, they, you know what I'm saying. In other words, you get it. Yeah, yeah, certainly. But I dare suggest that your focal point there is defensive. More importantly, I, I would suggest is um, um, our 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 focus on um, uh, the judicial power. Uh, there's a citation from Oregon statutes I'm looking for that delineates the judicial power that the precinct level officers have, and it says that um, paraphrasing that um, um, every judicial officer has power. To to issue orders and and arrest warrants and anything um, that is in the interest of justice, ah, ah, powers of courts, administration of court business. Yes, on page nine of the 27-page document about township community organizing lawful basis v3, um, page nine, um, um, Oregon Revised Statutes, 
uh, ORS 1-010, Powers of Courts in Administration of Court Business and Proceedings, every court of justice. And there's other sections that, that define court of justice, and in there, uh, 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 um, perhaps indirectly, but there is linkages to the precinct. Um, uh, uh, but anyway, every court of justice has power to preserve and pr enforce order in its immediate presence, to enforce order in proceedings before it, blah, 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 uh, um, um, to compel obedience to its judgments, orders, and process, and the orders of a judge out of court um, in an action suit or proceeding therein, and to control, number five, to control in the furtherance of justice the conduct of its ministerial officers and of all other persons in any manner connected with a judicial proceeding before it, comma, in every matter appertaining to thereto. That is such a broad and all-encompassing spa statement that, that a judicial officer that has a legitimate case brought before him and, and is, is operating within the parameters of due process of law gets to kick the snot out of anybody that's messing, uh, that's obstructing his, his judicial process. Okay. I'm sorry, Charles. Was that at 1.260? Was that 1.260? Okay, pardon me? 1.260, Oregon Revised Statutes. Oregon Revised Statutes 1.010. 1.010, 1.0. Okay. It's can I read it? Nine. Can I read it again? Sure, go ahead. Powers of courts. Now, by the way, this is on page 9, everyone, and it's basically just the first paragraph. Powers of courts in administration of court business and proceedings. Every court of justice has power, one, to preserve and enforce order in its immediate presence, two, to enforce order in the proceedings before it or before a person or body empowered to conduct a judicial investigation under its authority, three, to provide for the orderly conduct of proceedings before it or its officers, four, to compel obedience to its judgment, orders, and process, and to the orders of a judge out of court in an action suit or proceeding pending therein. So, yes, I agree, Charles. There is a lot uh, tempted to be said there. Um, it was, I'm not, this is not knocking you. It's just coming from a quantum grammar perspective. It is completely ambiguous. But if, if I would have to guess, I would have to say that this was a private document, that this was a private and confidential correspondence, and that it is to be used by the private man um, out in his private capacity. I'm talking about the judge here. And that way he knows he's going to be prosecuted privately for violating these standards. Go ahead. Sure. Building a little bit further there on, if you scroll down a bit to 1.240, powers of judicial officers. Um, um, yes, um, every judicial officer has power to preserve and enforce order in the immediate presence of the judicial officer and in the proceedings before the judicial officer to, uh, to, to compel obedience to the lawful orders of the judicial officer. 
And see, that's a big one. When two judicial officers confront each other in the same courtroom, um, only the judge that is issuing lawful orders gets to really compel obedience. And at that point, a, a jury needs to be assembled if there's a conflict between two judicial officers so that the jury can um, um, adjudicate the fact in question of which um, orders of which judicial officer are lawful. Exactly. The uh, question is, do they want to dishonor a judicial officer? And they're gonna, their answer is going to be no. <laughs> well, yeah. But, but, but see, we, we were talking about making it fluid so it's disconnected mm -hmm. from, from any land-based um, uh, parameters of venue requirements um, and, and through the religious community jurisdiction. See, if, if our religious communities begin appointing judicial officers, um, then um, our religious communities can, can create a thin... Um, um, overlay over over all Anglo-American um, um, communities, and um, um, that overlay is just kind of like dropping seeds and 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 getting the ideas in people's minds that that the um, um, offices are. Um, um, available uh, uh, to, to be grounded in the local communities. But it, it's a Christian ministry at that point, um, uh, where we're bringing God's kingdom to this earth, and God's kingdom prioritizes peace and justice. Charles. Yeah. I... Can not argue with you um, on the point that the high moral ground of a religious position would be beneficial in, in a in a uh, in a legal system so closely uh, bound by morals. And so, with with regard to your last statement, I. I have to say I would probably give it more thought, you know, on, and and I'm giving it more thought, but it is an interesting point. I'm not saying we have to combine uh, matters religious with matters political or or legal, but the position of separation um, and distance as an establishment doctrine, I think is... Um, Probably inherent in the fundamental laws of our of our uh, of the current system. So it's you're not you're not uh, you're not at all off base. Um, I and so it is one option and it's on the table and it's always been a a a part of uh, one of the answers. If if things you know when you look at the great scheme of remedies out there. The, the the grand picture, you can see that as one of them in there. And so correct sentence structure and quantum grammar uh, have been worked, have been part of a concept 
regarding, you know, relating to church. I'm trying to pick the right words, but the idea is the church would be called um, First Church of Correctness or Grammar or Quantum Grammar Correctness Church or First Church of Quantum Grammar. But the point is um, by by writing in a specific way, you know, uh, the church sets itself apart legislatively, has a separate legislative state of existence to identify its its private characteristics. Um, and I believe that can be accomplished without the religious claim. So that's what keeps me going uh, in that direction of, of non-religiosity. But I do appreciate your sentiment. Well, and to harmonize further with you, um, we can custom tailor on an individual basis. A lot of people are totally turned off by any entanglements with religion. Um, and, and that's okay, uh, because the rules of the common law are designed to be brought to bear in a secular, earthly manner in the real physical world. Um, and, and so, uh, um, but, but the Shell Corporation is useful for people that want to perpetrate these ideas but and actually bring them into effect, but they don't want to be... Um, locked into any particular local jurisdiction um, and, and see at that point the, the, the concept of our hundred court and, and, and uh, the, the ten household level community of, of townships comes into play because um, um, that judicial and executive authority respectively um, um, uh, is 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 notwithstanding the local jurisdictions. The local jurisdictions do have a higher um, um, uh, authority uh, when they're well founded in common law than would the private special uh, jurisdiction, uh, religious jurisdiction that we're talking about here. But when 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 the offices of the local precinct and township level communities are basically vacant. Then somebody can come in through the private special religious community and just kind of uh, uh, pass through the community and start um, uh, uh, administering justice right there in the community on a provisional basis um, and, and showing people through, through apprenticeship type learn by doing process how it's done what the rules of the common law are, what uh, mens rea, corpus delecti, actus reus is, and how jury verdicts require 12 people, unanimous verdicts, and that's basically all you need to start working with to make it happen, to, to bring forth justice for your community. Wrap it up in a nice, neat package, and the de facto judges will be hard-pressed to, to, to tear it apart. They don't follow due process of law. We do. They are in no position to criticize. And see, at that point, we can move more fluidly because we, 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 we've got the more fluid um, 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 uh, mantle of authority that issues from a, a, a private, religious, fraternal, ideological-type community rather than a, the, the more solidly grounded, um, right. um, geographically-based law of the land community. Right. And I'm not knocking that. It's a fantastic, um, it's actually probably, it was probably very, very necessary. The only reason it would, see, the way I see what you just said is that it, you have, you're, you're establishing a separate 
state. The Bible basically is like a, it's not the state. It's not the state. It's not the the, gover- the federal government, you know. It, it's not the people. The people of, the, of, of, of God, the kingdom of God, you know, uh, are not of the state. They're like oil and water. So I I see what your your point. Um, I think that's where quantum comes into play when you're trying to set up a separate legislative state for uh, the people. You you can use that that religiosity claim, and everyone has a right to practice whatever religion they want. So you can incorporate those principles into your into the way of doing things, but there will never be a religious test to be a part of the organization or of the people, and so therefore. I appreciate your sentiment again, but to really solidify the separateness and distinct characteristics of the people as a portion of the government, a form of government here that's already been established from the founding of the the Constitution and of the Declaration of Independence, then we have to actually go into setting up a separate legislative state with you know which corrects some of the mistakes in the past, and those can be discussed further. Yeah, once we get past uh, this stuff. Okay, well, when when you talk about legislating, are you talking about something that is separate from the judicial? No. Okay, well... Um, oh. But I am talking about... I'm, I am talking about the judicial taking an oath to specific legislative rules of con- construction. Well, that that would be the rules of the common law and due process of law, right? Well, yes, and that common law would be a a very community-based, localized situation where each, if you wanted to speak quantum grammar, you could, and it would be recognized. I don't know what you mean by quantum grammar. I'm saying that at as a chief justice or as a justice of the peace for the super state of California, I, I vow to take an oath to support the uh, correct sentence structure laws of the United States of America and of the state that I'm living in. Okay. I would have no objection uh, to your doing that. Yeah, go ahead. So that's that in, a, in, in, in brief. Yeah. But keep in mind that when you um, um, take an oath to support written text documents like that, there's frequently certain provisions in those written text documents that can be twisted by attorneys uh, to to work an injustice. And and thereunder, you might have to exercise a bit more vigilance in, in dealing with that kind of BS um, than somebody that has not become so entangled with the notes to support a particular written text document. Well, what's correct sentence structure is what we're talking about. I have found a way to um, secure a, a an ambiguity claim uh, in writing. See, and because I have this knowledge. I can implement it and and say, no, your statute is void for vagueness, and that's the position that we are taking as people here, and we don't have to take your vaccine because, first of all, you can't even write correctly. You know, I mean, 
there is no one really in there getting down to the brass tacks and challenging uh, for the people the state's legislation at the grammar level. And I think it would be a very big weapon against that we could use uh, to, it's not a defensive weapon, but in reality, it's, it's more of a, uh, it's more of a preemptive warning. It's a weapon because if in any time uh, city or local municipality agents, uh, state agencies or federal agents want to attempt to enforce uh, statutes um, against us and act as if we understand what they're saying in their on the on the paper, if we say no, I don't understand that. Then uh, and they say, oh yes, you did because you signed this contract over here, and you say, well, no, I have this one here that that outdates that one, you know, where I'm actually with this the people. So I, I got an oath here today, yeah, but so so I may have signed that document that has fiction grammar on it, but this one is actually to support the correct census structure, and uh, that's where we stand today. And times have changed, you know, and so I'm with the people. You're with the state. There's no way you're going to be able to enforce legislation based on um. Uh, and you know the fact that I uh, I see through the the fraud of your language, and if you try to enforce it, then that's basically uh, uh, that's fraud, and it's an attempt to uh, extort um, services and benefits through fraudulent conveyance of language. U.S. laws are against that. You can go into the whole entire David Wynn Miller thing, but there are a bunch of laws out there like title eight, uh, title 18 1001 you know that's out there fraudulent conveyance of language um so it can be used it can be done i mean and 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 it is totally a preemptive and op- offensive in nature don yes sir um if i might jump in there um we're in a spiritual battle and and i've been exposed to um over my years uh a, a few more um, sources, um, and 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 two of them are the the current videos from that are that I posted in the chat window related to the Montana Freeman, and and I know my attitude. Uh, you're picking up on the fact in your recent comments and things that my spiritual attitude is a bit different than yours here, and you're uh, we're making progress towards harmonizing here, um, but. Uh, if you can listen to uh, Lee Ray Schweitzer in the older video and Dan Peterson in the newer video that I posted the web links to, uh, just, you know, 15 minutes from each or something sometime when you can squeeze it in, I, I think you'll quickly pick up on the fact that these guys are 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 bringing the, the, the conflict with the de facto jurisdiction into a more productive and, and, and tightly focused um, um, uh, juxtaposition, focal point. Okay, I'll give it a watch. Go I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I will uh, go into the chat grabber, and I'll, you know, or I can actually, yeah, chat grabber is probably better. Do just, is this a Cheyenne's call? Does she have chat? Is she, does she have chat uh, grabber and uh, activated? Yes. I don't think you need to activate it. I think it's universal. Right. It's automatic. Cheyenne? Yes. It's I think automatic. you can turn it off, though. I think because um, what's her oh, name? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you can stop it from being active, I think, at some point. And, and, if, and if you can't get it through chat grabber, send me an email, Don, and I'll, I'll, I'll reply with the web, precise web links in it. I, I, I hear you. 
uh, so again, you know, like we're, I think we're moving in a good direction also, you know, but so I was looking at your documents, okay, and the constable's one and also these, uh, the other ones about the townships and stuff. And remember on the call the other night when we were talking with Dave and we were on uh, the, uh, what was the name of that call? The fourth branch? Oh, yeah, where we merged, David Scheid merged. Yeah, we merged. Yeah. And we, um, and I had mentioned if the preamble was strong enough that, and the mission statement was solid enough that there would be no way it could be penetrated, that the the authority of the agency or association would be impenetrable uh, based on its its founding document, especially in a situation, the one we're talking contract law, we're talking the ability of the people to freely assemble, right? Writing is speech. So if we're talking freedom of speech, not only is grammar important when it comes to freedom of speech, but it's going to secure the rights. Freedom of speech is going to secure our rights. And uh, I'm for helping you, um, in, you know, and as we move, we will get finely tuned. Yes. Um, there's a lot of chips on the table. Um, we're, we're, we're moving towards um, building a network of people that are so firmly rooted in the laws of nature, nature's God, that 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 um, um, it is logical to presume that that within the near future we are going to have large enough people fully up to speed on how all of this works that we will be able to route all evil devil worshippers from our entire Anglo-American community. Well, first of all, I just let spilled my blood over my intention on the internet, okay, uh, to to help bring forth heaven and earth for the benefit of all. Yeah. Okay. Now, some people will consider that to be like a blood magic. What say you, Charles? Is blood magic the Christian thing to do? Well. Um, if I die for my country or for my freedom, is that the Christian thing to do? Well, I'm I I, I I've, I've crossed paths with people that that are um 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 uh, have embraced that philosophy before, um and, and I've got respect for it, but um, I'm not prepared to embrace it myself personally, but um 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 I I I do consider myself an G N O S T I C Gnostic type of Christian. Um I, I, I do draw clear lines between black magic and white magic. And and so long as as as, as your efforts are rather in the category of white magic, I believe Jesus Christ was a white magician. Okay? And and I, I, I believe I'm trying doing my best to carry on in that it type is white of magic. Uh, Okay, okay. Well, at that point, we we got to know that that we're dealing with laser beams that cut cut with surgical precision here and 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 it, people that aren't watching their P's and Q's and obeying the rules of the common law, they get burnt. Um 
when we're talking about the conflict between white magic and black magic, that's a serious conflict, and we don't want to be screwing around. How so? White magic is merely the use of magic for, for to bring about good in the world. Yeah, but see, we can't bring about good unless we confront the evil. Exactly what we're doing when we put our blood over our intentions. Every single day on these calls, we put our energy and our thoughts and our time into it, and it's literally our blood, which is spiritual water, over our intentions, which is to bring forth heaven on earth. This is the plan of Jesus that we're fulfilling. And, you know, I appreciate, you know, the fact that uh, Jesus, uh, you know, uh, his story has such a huge impact on on my, you know, my life. And um, so uh, without trying to make a religious claim, I'm taking the principles, okay, and applying them in a, real, in a way that's practical, which, you know, I see putting my blood on the Internet as an act uh, that I, showing that I'm a living, breathing man, okay? That's not magic, but it's, you know, it's just fact. And so therefore, uh, you know, I have no more, you know, now more evidence to the, to the fact, you know? So that's, that's pretty much the extent over the, of the blood over intent claim. Now, that's actually something I can use to prove my living man status, which is something protected under God's laws inalienable rights under our for our declaration right and, and preamble well, of the united it, it states seems, but, it seems to me that um your blood over intent uh um uh, uh process there on on the your i believe it was california constitution document uh, uh that um that process to me seemed to be ritualistic like a ritual is that incorrect i it it was very very much i don't think it was a ritual i think what it was was me because i've only done it once so i haven't that's nothing repeating i've only i did that one time only so there's no there's no ritual as characteristic to it it's like a i did it one time well, I don't think rituals have to be repeated to be rituals, do they? Uh, I think so, but I think I think I hear what you're saying though. It, it, no, it's not a ritual. All it was was me saying words, right? Those you, words, you, 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 those words, you, you, those you words have meaning. Check it out. Listen, hold on, Charles. You're sacrificing your blood. Those words sacri- have. I know. I'm putting my blood over my intent, which is to bring about. Heaven and earth. Not heaven on earth, but heaven and earth. Jesus already is, has the job of bringing heaven on earth. That's his job. But he said I could do great things, apparently, and greater than stuff he could do, if I believe. Did you say that, did you say that I, I, I was changing phones there. My battery was low. Um, did you say that you're relying on Jesus to bring forth heaven on earth or that you're doing it yourself? Absolutely. When you think about the blood that was spilled and the belief that's behind that blood throughout the whole entire world, so much uh, power behind that blood. And when you align yourself in the chalice, you know, 
when you put your blood next to your blood, your brother's blood, you know, you're one. So, yeah, I appreciate the blood of Jesus, and I totally believe in it, 100%. Okay, but are, are you waiting for Jesus to bring forth God's kingdom, or are you actively promoting God's kingdom yourself? See, the thing about it is, Jesus is going to, he has a job already of, he's already, he's already done it through his example. Well, I, it looks to me like so, he got a lot of evil. and it, it looks to me like his job's incomplete. That's because this is not Jesus' should... world. Pardon me? It's Satan. This is Satan's world, right? No, it's not. This world belongs to God. Okay. Then none of the Bible is real then. Because the Bible even says this no, is Satan's world. No, the Bible says this world belongs to God. Okay. Let me, see, let me look it up real quick. I'm trying to put some stuff away here at the same time. Let's look. All right. I just like this topic, though. This is a great conversation. Um, um, I, I'm rather enjoying it myself. I hope Janine and Cheyenne and the others that are muted are enjoying it. Second Corinthians 4.4. 4. Here's a question. How is, how is Satan God of this world? Answer. The phrase God of this world or God of this age indicates that Satan is the major influence of, on the ideals, opinions, goals, hopes, and views of the majority of people. His influence also encompasses the world's philosophies, education, and commerce. The thoughts, ideas, speculations, and false religions of the world are under his control and have sprung from his lies and deceptions. Satan is also called the prince of power of the air. In Ephesians 2.2, he is the ruler of this world. In John 12.31, these titles and many more uh, signify Satan's capabilities. To say, for example, that Satan is the prince of the power of the air is to signify that in some way he rules over the world and the people in it. This is not to say that he rules the world completely. God is still sovereign, but it does not mean that God, in his infinite wisdom, has allowed Satan to operate in this world within the boundaries God has set for him. When the Bible says Satan has power over the world, he may, we must remember that God has given him domain over unbelievers only. Believers are no longer under the rule of Satan. Unbelievers, on the other hand, are caught in the snare of the devil, that's Second Timothy 3.26, lie in the power of the evil one, 1 John 5.19, and are in bondage to Satan, Ephesians 2.2. Go ahead. There you go. Um, What's up? I'm listening. Um, you don't have to keep... Well, th th this is part of the reason I'm a Gnostic Christian. I believe that errors have come into the Bible, and in particular, I, I'm, I, I believe that Paul, Saul of Tarsus, uh, faked his conversion on the road to Damascus, and a lot of his writings are are, are compromised. Um, but but to to address the issue more particularly, um, um, Psalm twenty four one: The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the worlds and those who dwell in it. That's Psalm twenty four one, Deuteronomy ten fourteen: Behold, to the Lord your God belong heaven and the highest heavens and the earth and all that is in it. And and Exodus and, and Joshua and Samuel. Uh, I'm pulling up hits off the Internet. Um, it, it's a clear underlying theme, especially um, uh, in, in the Old Testament verses hey. that, that indicate.
that this earth is God's. Okay, fine. Listen, I agree that it's in that interpretation, this earth is God's. Okay, but I'm telling you what I think. Okay, hear about it. It's not. It's not that this earth is God's. It's that I'm here and you're here, and we are part of this thing called Earth. Okay, and we're basically we are the creation, right? If there's a creator, right? That's the idea behind creationism. But it's kind of difficult to make any determination in one particular direction in a logical way when you're thinking of evolution versus creation. I can use I but I when I look at blood though, I can see how and I look at human belief, I can see how humans have been using blood and belief systems for thousands of years and I know how intentious we are. So when I combine all those, it's a math problem now, and it just makes sense that what Jesus was doing, whether it was religious or not, was a clear sign to fiction, that he was a living man, and he was willing to die for what he believed in, and basically with other people watching, you know, he spilled his blood for the benefit of all. And and I really... I. It, it wasn't, and it was really, I think, about being separate from the state, separate from Roman civil law. It had nothing to really do uh, with like joining God in heaven and natural law. It had to do with separation from the state. And so that's why it's like to go far off. One sec, I'm almost done. To go far off into like alternative belief systems about what you know afterlife and whether you're a spiritual being or not. I mean, that's all. That's all good and dandy, but the relevancy of it to these main core issues uh, that deal with the people are 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 is, is kind of um, far between. You know, it's far from it. Well, not far between, but far from it. Irrelevant. Well, I think uh, your the the perspective you adopted there is 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 uh, allowing some color of legitimacy to the existence of uh, the jurisdiction of the devil, the Roman civil jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. And 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 that, that I'm not going to say that that's the jurisdiction of the devil. I don't call that me? the jurisdiction of the devil, though, unless, of course, I make a religious claim. See, I'm not well, making a religious claim. I'm making a blood claim, and I respect another man, Jesus, for doing the same thing, you know, and he he was the first one to do it. That's why he woke everybody up. He basically is but, the savior of the world in a sense. But it it, it would especially with your, your your blood oath on the Constitution thing there. Oh, you like that? That, that seems to me like like a, a seriously metaphysical ritual that you've gone through, and I, and I respect you for it. I think it's basically a good thing, but. But I see a disharmony between that and 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 your apprehension about embracing religious concepts here. Well, that's because I'm a, I'm allowed to be, I'm allowed to basically take, like that's what I did on the online was basically show right how I'm applying quantum grammar right using the power of my blood right to basically change the world for better. And I'm going to do it over the California Constitution because that's where I'm at right now. And I want to bring forth 
a world where there's quantum grammar in politics, in law, where, where the government is bound and limited again. That's my goal. And I, I don't okay. want to change this, but I want to basically bring the law into, into its fullness. I'm, I am I'm with Jesus on this, you know, but uh, it's not necessarily a, uh, like if you're using, if you're saying that you have a church and it's a political cause, then I understand where you're coming from. And I could say that, that I could do the same thing and you know, have no problem as long as it was a political cause. Because I'm not going to sit here in full-fledged say, oh yeah, I believe that I'm going to go to hell if I don't t- accept the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Do you know what hell is if you looked it up? Oh, of course, it's Exchequer's Chambers. In law, hell I, I don't see the necessity to traverse into that black hole. It's Exchequer's Chambers, which means you're going to court, but that's what hell is, court. So again, There's when we get wrong with court, the righteous court, there's only thing, wrong things with evil courts. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you about that. There's no argument. Right. The point is, it's just not a spiritual thing. I, I am of the belief, and I'll just put this out there, that my body is not separate from, from Earth or from anything else. Like, in other words, I'm, I'm walking around as, a, as an individual, you know, physically separated from other people and other, other objects, but I'm, I'm not like, I don't have like, um, you know, like a soul or spirit that lives outside of my body. It doesn't even live in. The, the spirit and the body are one. I mean, that's, that's is just my reality. I don't, I never, ever, ever can see myself believing again that I'm somehow going to leave this body and live in another better world somewhere. It's not going to happen. When, I'm, when this body goes, it's totally gone. There's not going to be life or awareness after it for me you, you know that um, um, that's true that gets that gets to a common law issue because that's personal belief uh, though the, pardon me that's my personal belief system though it has nothing to do uh, with what's right for everybody I, I was trying to build on that after you made the point we, we, okay, I ahead. think the universe recognizes what you said there I'm trying to take it to the next level please do thank you sorry about that thank you um, the the common law tradition w- w- was rooted in serious Christianity, where where the the validity of a man's oath was dependent upon his belief that that in, in a life hereafter, um, uh, people who lied under oath would be punished, and people who respected their oaths in good faith would be rewarded. That's added. Uh, motivation uh, uh, to to be an honorable person on on this earth here and now. When 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 you're not solely uh, uh, concerned about what's happening here and now, but you're also concerned about the condition of your soul after you die. And that's okay. firmly rooted part of common law, Don. And I dare suggest uh, that. Okay. That, that you're mm-hmm. missing a part of uh, an important part of common law if you're trying to exclude that part of the the, the yeah. common law tradition well, from your modern spiritual system. Right, but see, here's the thing about it. There's in 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 the Constitution, it doesn't forbid religious worship. 
that's common law. Religious, you are allowed to relig- worship with whoever you want. But the establishment doctrine is, exists specifically to uh, uh, prevent having to take a religious test to, to hold any type of public position. So as a co- member of the government of, uh, of one of, as one of the people um, for this, this country, this land, uh, that is a government office, and there would not ever be a religious test for it. Yes, it was a founding father's principles and morals that we pay attention to uh, today, and they came from the doctrine Christian. And I think, you know, as times go forward, we're gonna we're gonna see things being slowly uh, morphing. Laws will laws will come and go, um, but the Bible. Uh, will stay the same, you know, and uh, religions will stay the same, but but the, the effect on the religious, I mean, on the legal system will actually change. The effect of of you know uh, people coming and going will will um, change the legal system, but these fundamental principles and and doctrines won't change. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's what we see today actually happening is, is that's, uh, uh, when, you know, with the onset of, uh, with the supposed onset of Sharia, right? Can you talk about that, Charles? What's up with that? I mean, like, wouldn't with these township concepts uh, that you were, uh, that we're, that we're all actually building about on, wouldn't that be uh, power, giving power to uh, religious groups like Islamic uh, fanatics, radical Islam groups? To, to to then establish their townships right, and create Sharia law scenarios it, within the states because they are the people. It's a very slippery slope, my friend. I've, I've considered. I see no problem with. I, I I see no problem with inviting Muslim communities to responsibly self-govern under the rules. Oh, of the that's not law. my point. My point is not that. I'm talking. Nope. We're not having any religious tests, though. So, yeah, I don't see a problem with that either, bud. That there's no religious test to be a part of the people. You could be, well, you could be Hindu. You could be Hindu. You could be a Satan worshiper. You could still be part of the people. I don't think so. See, this is, this is where we're well, going to have to... Well, defining the people as qualified electors... Remember... Uh, it depends. I'm saying respect for religious belief systems is valuable. I yield. Okay, it sounds like we're harmonious, and perhaps we're belaboring the subject too far. Probably, because um, we like to talk. <laughs> well, it, 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 it depends on I the don't. subject matter. Sometimes we don't like to talk when we don't have a good subject. But um, um, uh, when, when we've got a good subject, it is good to talk. And again, Cheyenne and Janine. Uh, Hello. Listening to you. Um, yes. Thank you. Hello. Um, but there, there, there's one particular. Citation from Black's Law Dictionary. I'd like to draw out. I think it's in the 27-page document. I'm scrolling through it now, but it, it's, it defines free man. Yeah, free man. Um, uh, Freeman's rule. Uh, 
yeah, free men. Free men, page 16, um, about halfway down the document, free men before the paragraph break. Before the Norman conquest, a free man might be a, a man of small estate dependent upon a lord, period. Every man, not himself a lord, was bound to have a lord be treated as unworthy of a free man's right. Okay? Okay, what's going on in the chat window? Hey, that was me. Sorry. It's okay. Um, yeah, Prankville messing with us again, huh? Go ahead, though, bud. I'm listening. Okay, well, um, that lord is a town constable that they're referring to in the quote. Okay, so everybody that's a qualified elector needs to be um, governed by a town constable. He needs to be a member of a a township tithing group to be part of the body politic of the common law kingdom. Um, um, and, and if he does not do that, he doesn't have the qualifications of an elector, and he's not worthy of a free man's right. Okay? Free men only have rights to be free men if, as a result of their direct participation in the, the organic body politic. There's no middle ground. Either you're an active member supporting the kingdom of God, or else, or else, the the, the devil's going to claim you through his, the black hole of his Roman civil municipal jurisdiction. Um, Charles, who was that guy from uh, California that was huge into the organic law? What's that? Oh, uh, who was this gentleman? Uh, Jeremiah Donaldson. That's me, no. Jeremiah. No. Uh, that's the only one I know that we're talking with here that's from California. Where you're oh, no, 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 no. Not... Exactly. Ooh. Who is the one that is into the organic law? And I'm sure he's from um, California. Organic law. Oh, that's Bill Thornton, right? No, no. What are you talking about? What Tonight on the call or when? No. Not on, not on the call. Oh. Hmm. Someone from California into Ru- organic Riviera. law. Um, oh, Ed Riviera? Yes, there we go. Okay. Yeah, he just uh, recently got out of the hospital. He's doing good. Okay. Yeah, I like Ed's work. Yeah, but he was practicing in the big time on uh, uh, on that law and others. Other topics. Yes, there's a number of law gurus that that are immensely talented. That I believe, once we start to get popular support for some of the concepts that we're talking about here, these other scholars will embrace the idea and will add their support to um, what we're doing. Correct. Thank you, and and we're already nurturing a lot of that with Hartford Van Dyke, a very scholarly person in, involved with, with the commercial process, and we're talking about setting up community banking to to, to, to start funding uh, um, 
are grassroots activists. See, through through the commercial process, we've got an infinite supply of of social credit that can discharge uh, all of the debts uh, that any of us might be pay, uh, facing. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's uh, frosting on the cake there. Yeah, big time. Yeah. So we've we've got lots of 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 motive to uh, um, to share with others. We, we we've got plenty of inducement. This what we're talking about is a saleable product. We've got plenty of enticements. We can make the everybody with a functional confident a conscience. We can we can offer everybody there a, a, a non-coercive deal that they can't refuse because it's just too good a deal to pass up. Well, it's about time the money comes back to us because, I mean, they're all happy in their big yachts and mansions and living large. Well, some of us are homeless and so, homes, et cetera. I would like to propose that um, we talk about writing a preamble or some sort of organizational like like statement, you know, for uh, for this uh, for the functions that outline the function and, and goals. Really, we talked about that the other night, and we can get if, if Janine would like to or Cheyenne would like to keep talking, we can talk about that later. But I'd like to address that on this call so we can at least work on it a little bit. You know, start the sentences. Let's start writing. Go for on it. On the call. Go for it. You guys got you guys have the floor. So that's why Charles have, I wanted to thank you. Ask you what if you could um if you would be willing to, I'm pretty good, sir. I'll talk to you in a bit. If you were willing to, would you go over with me, like, the goal so I can write it down? And then I will work on a, uh, you know, a couple of sentences in quantum for the purpose, you know, to create to create these these foundational documents. I'll be glad to work with you on projects like that, Don. Yeah, we need to get started on that soon so we can identify your core features of this saleable product that you're talking about. Sounds good, Don. Absolutely. Um, can we organize a time to 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 do that? Um, I've I've got a number of irons in the fire. Um, uh, I'm sure we can organize a time. How about now? Um, how about pardon me? How about right now, or like in five well, minutes when I move from one point to another? Um, probably. Um, um, but Not I'm sensitive to the concerns of Cheyenne and Janine here. That um, um, uh, I, I do have a, a, a feeling of a commitment to um, um, address right. all of their concerns before we. Sure might part company with them later this evening. I didn't mind uh, working on the phone with them included. Okay. Well, did did you want to take care of whatever you want to do for five minutes and then yeah. 
try to come back into the conference and maybe we can uh, work on it at the same time that we're talking in the conference. Yes, sir. That'd be great. And we can that share the link good. with everyone and they can follow us as we as we build it. That that sounds good to me. Cheyenne and Janine, does that sound good to you ladies? Yes. I'll be back then. Okay, see you in a bit, Don. Okay, everyone have a five minute break. <laughs> All right. Play a little tune. Or you can talk about um, Hartford and the value of Hartford, if you'd like to, Charles. I was interested in listening to you still uh, while I'm going to be traveling. So I'm going to get on my bike now. Donaldson, okay. it's a five-minute break. Go pedal. Cheyenne. Yes. Uh, can I um, um, play a... Uh, um, a little bit from my meeting with the Clackamas County Commissioners last year. Yes. Okay. It's a 13-minute video, um, okay. um, but I'll hold the mic next to it. And I, I linked it in the chat room, but here's here's what we're doing. Okay. Thank you. Hey, Cheyenne, I know it's a five-minute break, okay? I don't need you to remind me. Thanks. Donaldson, stop being nasty. Shut up, dude. Just just, just shut up. You know what? I'm going to hang it up, dude. I'll call you later. Gee, that was totally uncalled for. Don's a bit high-strung. Seriously, that was totally uncalled for. It was beyond my parameters, too, but Don's got a lot of redeeming virtues, and I'm optimistic that we might be able to channel him in a productive direction. I don't know. Here, recently, he's he's gotten very negative. He is a bit hyper-competitive. Um, yeah, I, I don't is. get it. Yeah. I, I, I've got a problem there, too, sister. I, I recognize the legitimacy of your concern. And you can call me forth if, if you feel the, the need to when you're in a debate with him. Oh, no. No, I don't, I don't work that way. Right. It's just sad that um, he's got to be so negative. Very sad. Can I ask... Can I ask... Um, um, Pardon? I, I see you've got Money Mike uh, muted there. Um, it, do, do you uh, view view Mike as being disruptive, or I, I've had some good experience oh, no. with him here lately. I didn't. Okay, well, Prankville I think does need to be muted, but Mike would. I I, I get pretty good vibes from Mike, and I think he might be okay. Sometimes I come on as. I think uh, you South might be a nigger. Oh well. Okay. He might be a nigger. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, guys. 
<laughs> there we go. Yeah. I'm not traveling. I'm not traveling with him. I just came along and there. I was down earlier at South Texas though, but uh, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I'm not with him. I don't know what the hell was uh, everybody thinking about that crap. That's Todd. Todd and Tyrone who act the same. South South the same Texas. person. Yeah. But um, well, go ahead, Charles. Yeah. I wanted to uh, speak with you. But Charles, do you want to have a break first? Um, well, we're we're taking a break here for until Don comes back. But um, I, I think it is a nice segue to maybe invite Mike to participate a little bit more in the discussion. He might have some comments or questions that are constructive. Okay, Mike. Mike, go ahead. All right. Um, I had I had a I had an idea about earlier. You guys were talking about when you, when you guys signed into something, or somebody was you know talking about their you know like. I don't know what it was you guys were signing into, but I I think that, you know, um, it's really easy to just get out of that by doing a form of a, a rescission of signature. It should be. Well, um, if I might respond to that. Um, yeah. The, Rescission of signature process is depending upon, I believe it's, correct me if I'm wrong, that it, um, it's dependent upon finding a, a de facto judge somewhere that's going to go, oh, oh, gee whiz, um, they rescinded their signature, we can't exercise our our, our uh, uh, criminally unlawless jurisdiction over him uh, anymore, right? All of a sudden these corrupted judges are all of a sudden going to be honest worried about the fact that you, you filed a new page, piece of paperwork revocation, revoking your signature? Okay. I'd have thought, I'd thought myself, though, that it would just be good for anything, any any type of, you know, like, whether it be, you know, facto yeah, or non-facto. It, it, or... it, it would be if they're lawless, silent presumption that we've entered into a valid contract in the first place was actually... Um, done in good faith, but see, from the very get-go, they're moving against us in bad faith. They're, th- those those presumptions that we've got legal nexus, minimal contacts with their de facto jurisdiction, and that they are justified as treating us as slaves, that's um, a lawless criminal presumption. Okay? Uh, they're yeah. involved in criminal conspiracies uh, from the get-go. And 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 I, I don't doubt that there may be some judges that have thresholds like shades of gray, wherein um, um, maybe if you do go through all the work of, uh, of typing up a really nice, well-worded document to revoke your signature that they're presuming you have on previous documents, that some of those judges might actually respect it, but. I, I dare suggest that the depth of the criminal conspiracy is so deep that the vast majority of the judges aren't going to give one hoot in hell about um, um, whether or not you filed a uh, some type of document that um, uh, is re- uh, claiming to revoke any previous legal entanglements that they were construing you for. And see if instead of constructing documents like that, revocation of signature, we focus our energies on empowering our town constables to make arrests and our um, 
uh, uh, precinct-level justices of the peace to adjudicate all disputes, such as whether or not there's a lawful signature with the de facto jurisdiction, then at that point we're, we're locked into bedrock and, and, and our, our authority to, to fight against these criminally lawless uh, de facto government officers is 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 right at our fingertips instead of a whole other project over and above hey, what we just spent our time on working on a document that check we're this out, Charles. I apologize for interrupting. I apologize sure. for interrupting. No. Check this out. I use the rescission of signature to actually look for the corruption parts because sometimes that's where I find out where uh, where the corruption lies because like you know like that's one of their procedures. So when I do that. And uh, and then uh, you know I get a denial, then then I know that we got I get some uh, corruptive uh, things happening there. So then that's where I can start going to do all the things that you mentioned. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I I got to drop here for just a moment. Looks like Don's calling me. I'll be right back within thirty seconds. Okay. This this long pause is brought to you by. TD flowers. That was a long pause. Okay. Cyan, hello. That's fine. So, Todd, what do you think about them Yankees? Oh, no, Pacquiao, the healthy Yankees. What do you think about Pacquiao? Ric Flair, Todd, Todd, Tyrone, uh, Tyrone Shoelaces. And the man. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah, what happened? Uh, Charles uh, went away. He he'll be right back. Uh, apparently, uh, Donaldson was calling him on the on the phone or whatever, so he had to he had to go away for a few minutes. Huh? Donaldson is really acting like a baby nowadays. 
So I just missed something, right? When I when I uh, when I call back in, so apparently he acted like a dick again. What happened? I apologize. Very uh, angry. Very you really? angry. Yes. Really. That's interesting because he, he was. So he was doing pretty damn good. So what, yeah. So somebody said something to him, or what? What happened? What did I miss? Is this recorded? <laughs> just, I don't know. Did I miss it? No. Go back to the recording. But mm-hmm. um, no, he just comes off very angry. Hmm. Interesting. I know he does. Uh, I know. I don't say he multitasks, but he puts up a lot of people. Uh, like when you, there's stuff in the background. Uh, the lifestyle yeah, that he lives. Yeah, he's done that. Yeah, he did. Uh, all the yeah. all the people he has to deal with, you know. And see, sometimes he he cut, you know, like people cut in, so he's got to talk to them right away. And sometimes we think that he's talking to us also. And it's hard to dis, to to no, distinguish no. from that. No, but I'm he talking was, about I'm talking about that regular stuff calls. right there. I'm right. not talking about three. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Janine, are you still okay. on? And now I'm not going to unmute prank. Sorry. That's Potter, um, uh, Tyrone. Rick from Southern Illinois? No, prank. Oh, prank. Prank, yeah, prank. All right. Aquila's call was a joke. That's why I ended up starting my own call. Akola had her call today? Yes. It was just mm. people talking over each other. and Yeah, seriously, uh, what's going... Sorry, I was talking over you. I apologize. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I was like, I was agreeing with you, but yet I ended up talking over you. That is just something. I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. I'm I see where you here come Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Nicola, so I, I just don't understand why she does that. I mean, when she's letting all the disruptors in, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes even I myself, if, like, I were to start going off or, like, say, me or Master Lewis or Donaldson, she'll do that with Lofton all day. She'll cut his ass off all day, you know, and maybe Donaldson, but but then it's, like, it takes, like, forever. Jeez. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, apparently uh, Shay got 30 days. 30 days, okay. In jail. Should officer case her appeal. Okay. And it looks like I have to unmute. So I'm, I'm going to, I forget how to run this board. So I'm going to mute all. Okay. And then I'm going to unmute. Oh, you know what you do is uh, you're on a computer, right? Well, hold Yeah. Okay. I so I can just... do that. Yeah, the 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 blue the the no. see there's there's a yeah the, unmute the all. blue right, and I'm just gonna right. mute. Right. Yes, okay. we're unmuted. Hi everybody. Oh Hi, shit. Hi Diane. <laughs> <laughs> My love. Y'all gonna get y'all gonna get married, huh? Okay. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay, now I got it. Oh, thank you, Cheyenne. And Cheyenne, let me... Hi, hello, uh, Money Mike. Uh, let hey. me say, Cheyenne, that I... Uh, I do feel bad for telling you to shut up. 
And I hope that you can be big enough to accept my apology. And I apologize for telling you to shut up. I was wrong. You're forgiven. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Cheyenne. You're welcome. Now, I think you and um, Money Mike were speaking. Yes. Uh, Mike, what was our train of conversation there? It was about rescission of signature. Um, I would... um, I also thought about uh, using a rescission of signature in order to find, uh, to find, you know, like how you said, uh, doesn't always work because of corruption. But I would actually use that as a tool to find the corrupt individuals, to find them, you know, and to see who's who in the, you know, who's good or who's not. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, if I might expand on that a bit. Um, um, I, I I like to think in terms of taking everything public so that all of our our paperwork and interactions with the de facto judges are 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 being viewed by by apprentices students that are looking for optimal ways to um, interact with the agents of the evil empire there. And they're under. Um, um, I, I think it's more constructive to, uh, um, to, to, to your end goal for using that was to 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 clearly identify a, a corrupted judge that's entrenched in his corruption, and at that point you've got him clearly identified. Uh, if I might summarize your 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 strategy for using that real vacation to signature document, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like basically Oh, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, if I can finish my point here, please, Don. Um um sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um um they're under uh, when when we like in open court proceedings when we're talking we're choosing our words about what to talk to a judge about in front of people that are our supporters that might um, not be fully up to speed on, on the contractual legal nexus that, that um, your first strategy there was trying to break free from. If instead of focusing on all that tar baby ballywick, we, we, we shift subjects over to the fact that that judge is trying to enforce malum prohibitum social engineering schemes from the the Roman slave traders' jurisdiction against free sovereign people, and that we're not subject to those uh, micromanaging of our lives. We don't need to be told to wear safety belts or to drive at certain speeds or to have license plates or anything like that. We're responsible self-governing people. See, at that point, we're articulating in our in our interactions with the de facto jurisdiction. We're articulating issues that that common people can can immediately identify with, instead of an esoteric, uh, intellectually inbred argument about whether or not we've got a a, a jurisdictional entanglement uh, uh, through a signature contract that that they're presuming to have a right to enforce their private malum prohibitum social engineering jurisdiction against us. 
Awesome. Also, that would be um, them thinking that you are a federal employee. Yeah, well, that, that's how statutes are supposed to be enforced. But, of course, the traveling documents um, um, are, are only supposed to be applied against commercial carriers and things like that instead of the common public. They routinely, knowingly right. and willfully enforce uh, a multitudes of statutes and codes beyond the specific narrow parameters within which they were re- inter- they, they, they were interact uh, um, legislated. Um, um, and so we've got a deeper problem here with all of statutory law. Statutory law, by its very nature, is subject to misapplication through uh, um, uh, by the judges in, in, in the Roman civil municipal courts that don't like juries, they don't like the conscience of the community, they benefit economically uh, and politically from, from being able to coercively misuse statutes and codes against us. And that's part of the entire purpose of, of, of statutory enactment if, if for anybody that studied any kind of conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's all about revenue. The court is Yeah, and you know it. what? Yeah, and, and and actually if 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 these de facto agents would literally let us proceed all the way through until the very end and get a lawful judgment, right? Instead of having to plea deal everything out and arbitrate everything out and, you know, and they got all these different options and shit like that that's right fucking up the entire excuse my French. I'll I'll watch my language. It's just basically a a a they're leaving out the actual options, the true options. My bike just fell over right there. What you heard. Sorry about that. But I can I kinda hopefully that yeah. You guys said something that struck a core. That ultimately that they would uh allow these the people to access uh, that side of the, the common law side of the courts, in other words. I mean, yes, the de facto is there. Charles is right. It does exist de facto, which means in fact. And despite the fact of whether it's lawful or not, it is there, and that's what de facto means. So when the lawful government steps forward, that's when things are really going to change, you know. And respect for the lawful government is what we're asking de facto, uh, judges and agents to uh, observe. Because we don't want to destroy anything, right? We're not here to destroy. It's about let live and let live. Charles, can you take it from here? Sure, Don. Thank you. Um, 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 I was... Uh, in the process, uh, multitasking, going to pay something. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I was focusing well, on. Well, while you're catching ahead. up on that, uh, let me just say, read one sentence to you guys um, about from this article called uh, "Reading the Landscape of Disputes and What We Know and Don't Know About Our Allegedly Contentious and Litigious Society." And and the first uh, sentence says data data on the prevalence and processing of disputes and litigation are assembled and analyzed. They show 
that only a small portion of troubles and injuries become disputes. Only a, a small portion of these become lawsuits. Of those that do, the vast majority are abandoned, settled, or routinely processed without full-blown adjudication. And what I'm suggesting is we need the court to allow common law people to uh, fully adjudicate these issues so we can have resolution and not be, uh, you know, revolu- re- uh, revenized. You know, they want to, like, like uh, Cheyenne was just saying, it's about the revenue. You know, they'd rather, they'd rather try to get us to opt out of a constitutional remedy, you know, and, and opt into some commercial remedy. See? And that's just evidence right there. That article, I can go ahead and I'm going to include that in a link right now that's going to have a folder with a bunch of articles that I pulled from the law library today dealing with uh, everything that we're talking about on these calls. I'm going to put that right in there right now. But did you guys grasp the intensity of that, of what I just said? This article, I just read that from the article. Okay, guys, I'm going to unmute 15. He claims he is Ryan. Okay. I have no clue who the guy is. Yes. Did you grasp? Did you grasp? Oh, that's Roddy Gay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> How funny is it that these trolls come in here right when we're building and growing as as a group? It's it's so funny. They want to really stop people from succeeding. Well, see, I I know how to use the mute button. Yeah. I want to keep everything but, on topic, right to the point, so everyone yeah. can sit back and learn and listen and add. Yeah. It, Absolutely, and Charles, because because uh, and Cheyenne, be, because of these, they never let or very rarely let things actually arise to become an actual dispute, and always try to get plea deals on criminal things as well as um, in civil situations as well. People uh, choosing to opt out for a lesser arrangement of fees, right? I mean, that's not going uh, to a full blown adjudication. That's without full blown adjudication. Perhaps full-blown adjudication is what we would get if we had a lawful uh, um, court system which reflected uh, – we had a court system which reflected the lawfulness of the people's claim of being sovereign and right. free from – yeah, absolutely. Go uh, ahead. Don, uh, if I might jump on that, thanks for providing a good foundation. Um, um, it, uh, at that point, it's easier for us to just do it ourselves, assemble our own juries, appoint our own judicial officers, and follow due process of law, and wrap it all up in a nice, neat jury verdict ourselves, rather than to, to try to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear by trying to get that Roman civil municipal jurisdiction to produce due process of law justice for us. It's not going to happen, or it's almost impossible for it to happen within that realm. If we if we just learn to responsibly self-govern judicially ourselves, we can we can do an end run around their entire uh, uh, tower of Babel evil empire superstructure. 
Charles, what you're basically saying is that it, it, ultimately we're going to have to arrest some people. Justices of the peace of the de facto. And yes, also... Good. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Thank you, Don. You're an excellent sounding board. Um, 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 it, it, the, the statutes even modernly recognize the rights of mere citizens to make arrests, okay? And, and when we have our local executive town constables properly appointed and we give notice of, uh, uh, of the appointment of our town constables to, to uh, uh, local uh, de facto governmental offices, um, um, uh, at that point, our local town constables have, the, have a clear authority to use force and to make arrests over and above what um, uh, local citizens do. To expand on that a bit further, there's there's um, um, an Oregon statute um, uh, that indicates that 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 it may be appropriate for another citizen to resist arrest from from. Uh, citizen number one that tries to arrest him, but um, uh, the Oregon statute indicates that 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 um, if 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 a peace officer, a town constable, arrests you, it doesn't matter if you think the arrest is unlawful. You're supposed to accompany that town constable to the nearest justice of the peace, so due process of law can be brought to bear to settle this dispute. The statute says that that it's unlawful to resist arrest right. by by a constable it's peace up. officer. Whereas you might and also, up. go ahead. Sorry, Charles. To add to what you're saying, and I want feedback from you on this, the coroner. What if, in other words, we held the coroner liable because he was a, a peace officer, also. You know what I'm saying? This is not too far fetched because of who? You know what I mean? The coroner has a. a a lot of power. Do you agree with that, Charles? Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. And and the the idea that I'm bringing up is is we're saying we're putting you know who's going to be liable? These peace officers, who, you know, pro, proclaiming to be peace officers and holding positions in the de facto, right? Who are allowing these lack uh, these failures of due process? Right, because of the lack of the, just because there's no standard. I mean, you're in an uh, office of, of public trust, and you need to know the law. So if there's really no excuse for that kind of behavior, and they should be let go. Not just let go, but also if they're if they knowingly do it, then they should be prosecuted. And you know what I mean. And so the coroner is included in that. Right on. Um, I I, I think. A lot of the power that's been brought over to the office of the coroner is, is, is developments that have happened after the Norman Conquest, similar to like the grand jury process, where uh, a lot of artificial mechanisms have been set up that, that when we understand that the vast majority of the power is at the township level and, and um, almost all issues that can't be settled at the township level can be settled judicially at the precinct level, um, at that point, separate offices for town constable, as well as even the the the, the or separate offices for county coroner, and um, um, 
um, separate offices even for the, the, the county sheriff. Um, those are all secondary to to whatever happens at the county court, county governing body level, um, um, which or Oregon statutes, I think, correctly recognizes as, as being headed by an office called the county judge. It's a judicial office. It's not an executive office. It's much more prudent to have the force of the county administered by a judicial officer following due process of law than a mere executive officer like the sheriff is commonly construed to be? Interesting. You know what? That's so cool. That that makes me wonder uh, if police, right, uh, with the, given the title peace officer under statute, have to abide by peace officer uh, rules. <laughs> Statutes mandate that they do that. But, but Absolutely. It's, 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 it's confused. See, Roman civil law is, is a mechanism for bringing forth confusion into the body politic. And, and they say um, the, the, the Romanists are quite willing to embrace all those really clear, powerful, righteous principles of, of the first duty is to, breach the, is to prevent breaches of the peace. Right on. You're supposed to be peace officers. You're supposed to keep the peace first and foremost. But then they bring in their artificial overlay of confusion, and they, 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 they seem confused about how to define peace at that juncture. They, they, did, they divorced themselves from the common law definition of peace because it's all swamped in, in a notion of, of Roman civil municipal gobbledygook. Well, we need that actually for them. They need their and Roman civil need law. We don't need that for them. If they're lost in the pit of hell, you're you're sounding mad right now. A little, a little. Upset. I am mad. They, we, there is no there is no legitimate justification for their coming in and misdefining our common law definition of keeping oh, no. the peace. Okay, well maybe you misunderstood where I was. What I was trying to say. Let me clarify. Maybe I didn't clarify it enough for you. Maybe you didn't choose your words accurately. Right. I didn't choose my words correctly, Charles. Let me let me let me begin. Hello? Yeah, I, I'm glad for a tone of levity there. Please, Don, continue. Okay. Yeah, okay. So <clears throat> the binding nature of the civil authority demands a respect by the people for said authority. It works to restrict the government, not necessarily the people, but the state, which work under the, the Roman civil rule. This is what makes America beautiful, that we have a multi-jurisdictional platform to operate on is, a, is for lack of a better term, a blessing. And, yeah, that's all I have to say on that matter for now. Okay, if I might jump in there. Um, uh, again, I think um, um, I, I need to revisit the issue that I've pointed out to you before, I think, that um, um, you're again seeming, Let me mute myself out. seeming to um, uh, 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 um, 
presume that the, um, the definition of the word state um, is, is synonymous with the civil government of the state. Um, uh, and, Charles, and I think no, no, no. There's two types of civil government, civil civil authority. There's the there's the people, there's the constitutional American style civil law, right, where you have private law, and then you have your Roman civil law, right, which is actually the binding authority on government. And what's happening is we are getting overlap. It's we're get we the Roman civil law is being pushed on us. And the corporations are all getting the civil the civil common law uh, jurisdiction. Well, you've painted a picture there that has various elements of confusion that I'm not able to cut through. Um, um, I, I don't see two different definitions of civil law like I thought you just articulated. I only see one definition for it. But that's not true with America. You have... Okay, well, let's, oh, let me point this out then to help clarify. If you look and see in the California Civil Code, 11250, what is it, 11120 and 11250 or something, where it says that the agencies can't trump the people ultimately, right? I'm well, not familiar with the passage. Do you want to post actually, the web? I do, yeah. Let me post a web link. Sure, I'm 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 going on to uh another open up another web page real quick. But it's one 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 two zero of the of the government code actually that states that the the um the people of the state do not yield their sovereignty to the agencies which serve them. Right. So this is this is an interesting statement that that actually identifies a civil form of common common law, which is a private law protection, and it's been statutized. This is an example of where they have put to statute the common law. This is what they do. I'm following you. That's all. Okay. Okay. Well, so. Go on. Do I need to fill in some gaps? It would what are you, yeah. Okay, so where did I, what did I leave out? Well, um, um, I haven't looked at any links you might have posted there, but um, it, from your verbal uh, recitation of the statute, it does sound like that was a common law principle that was brought into California state statute under the civil law jurisdiction. And, and it, it, I think I reworded uh, the essence of your argument there without trespassing against your intent. Is that correct? No, absolutely. And let me go ahead and post that up in uh, to the chat. You did a great job of reiterating the point. Okay. Well, at that point, um, um, Let me post. Uh, Here we go. It, it is true that the Roman civil law has statutorily protected that common law right. Um, um, but at that point, at that very point, um, uh, I dare suggest that that um, that's not just, a separate form of of 
of of Roman civil law, and I, I think you were talking about two different forms of Roman civil law early on. And and well, see, the thing about the government code is that that is the code for the government. So yeah, that that'd be Roman civil law. This is why it's a common law protection written within their code, which binds them, which is the Roman civil law code. So so again, there's like for example, court rules, right? are where you find common law for you and me at the township level. You're not going to find it originating from the legislature. Well, like the statute you just cited, there's frequently good things that originate from the legislature, and there is frequently good things that originate from court rules. But conversely, there's also bad things that come at us from both of those sources. You'll get no argument from me with regard to the good or the bad uh, arising from the legislature or from the court rules. But to sum up my argument about the limited scope of statutory authority and common law and how it can prevail, uh, I guess we would have to literally pull out the the secondary sources of information and show the judges where the common law is supposed to be found. And this way they can, for themselves, see that, yeah, they're making a mistake and they need to correct it <laughs> or get the heck out of office, you know. Uh, coroners and all those other people, you know, it's like opportunity to cure, and then if not, then, you know, I guess, yeah. damn it, shit, opportunity to cure, right, first, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. if they don't, that, that, if they don't, yeah, go ahead. Well, that's similar to the notice of emergency document that I brought before the commissioners. At that point, we're treating commissioners and judges all alike, and, and we're inviting them to participate in common law government, but we're, we're converting from Roman civil law government, which is based on confusion, to to a common law form of government that that has clearly defined rights and responsibilities for for both the common people and the officers that are entrusted with protecting the rights of the common people. Well, okay, right. And so, if we get people to observe, in other words. Let's, let me ask you this. If, Charles, can you, since you're in California, right? Now, this is going to be a great question. I think you might like this. Since you're in California, have you been able to find a, a rule or a, a standard that separates uh, the common law from the statutory jurisdiction like that? I'm in Oregon. Oh, you're not in California, crap. Uh, okay. Uh, there, there, there is there is a a provision in the Constitution of Oregon, and I believe similar in California, that does make a clear line of demarcation. Because what I'm looking to accomplish here, Charles, with the question is, the people of the state, right, are the people of the franchise. Now, I'm only saying that I don't want you to necessarily respond yet. But what I'm suggesting is that 
what they have said in cases regarding people and who the people are has been mostly directed to body politic members of a particular community, okay? They they say it like that. So people means, ordinarily means <clears throat> members of a, any, you know, given community, okay? But in reference to something like the Bill of Rights and its applicability in one of the several states, a claim that you are one of the people of that state would be slightly askew from the uh, meaning found by claiming to be a people of your township. Go ahead, Charles. Well, um, I'm not sure I followed everything there, but to try to cut to your essence, I, I, I think it doesn't matter whether we're trying to apply federal bill of rights or or whatever our, our ultimate goal is to protect the rights of each of the common people in each of our local jurisdictions and and at that point if if we've got federal bill of rights principles or state bill of rights principles or statutes or things that protect those rights or that tend to protect those rights those are useful additional tools especially in our efforts to help make the de facto's back off and respect our rights. But the true source of our horsepower, as I think you're alluding to, does come from our our local township and precinct jurisdictions mm -hmm. where under uh we're forming our own law as we move forward with our own dual society communities. This brings me yeah, absolutely Charles. While we're on the topic that you mentioned jury I recently just downloaded an application called Flotia Lite. And what it is, it's basically a flowchart application for my cell phone. And I can create box diagrams and I can have arrows and things pointing to and circles and stuff. And I was thinking that you could for us on the call real quick and I'll sh and I'll, whatever we make here, I'll just you know, save it and then we'll share it with, with the whole room. But I want to outline the structure. You said uh, it was townships that are the, at the core. No, you said the jury was at the core of the um, people and their form of government as related to the United States of America. And so I was hoping you could actually go out with a map orally and break down like A is jury, that's the smallest, you know, that's the boson particle. And then outside of that, you have your, you know, your, your township or your justices of the peace or whatever the heck, you know. And this way we get a little block diagram going on for, for who has authority, who has to report to who. I mean, maybe it's a better idea to, to work on this outside of a public call and then we can just present the information. Um, but I, I, I do believe that in order to really get these concepts through, uh, to get people and their chutzpah into what you're talking about and what we're on about, right? Yeah. It, to literally give them these visuals so that way they can see it with their own eyes, the structure, you know? 
Yeah. Um, uh, I've got a few documents that are similar, uh, not precisely identical to addressing slightly different issues, but help uh, provide um, um, uh, um, uh, clear comprehension of important concepts like the hierarchy of the the households, townships, precincts, counties, state, and national, and planetary. Um, I've got a few documents like that that I think will help visualize what's going on. Um, but um, uh, back to your, you, you mentioned the boson particle as a primary building block, our primary building blocks for, for the entire superstructure that we're talking about. I think you were referencing juries there. Yes, I was referencing the boson as a, as like this object movement ability. Like in other words, the jury has so much ability to move in any direction at any time. It's unlimited, yeah. like a boson particle. Go ahead. Yes. Well, and at that point, a common law jury, as recognizable under the Seventh Amendment, can be brought into any um, 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 de facto governing body forum, and 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 a jury following the rules of the common law. Um, in that de facto governing body forum has the authority to 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 override normal rules of procedure in that governing body forum but 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 the the, the jury is the most powerful social body of organization that is known in our system of anglo american constitutional law um, and it could be uh, uh, used to to dethrone the Queen of England, I do believe, and to replace that with a new monarchy, including the President of the United States. But but to start out with things that are smaller, um, um, local county commissioners meetings and um, um, uh, local circuit or superior court jurisdictions, if, if people are willing to bring in 12 people that, that are, are, are basically willing to just affirm what the jury foreman is saying there, the judicial officer of the jurisdiction, at that point you would have you would have the backup for a single person spokesperson to take over and direct the proceedings in that courtroom so, so as to more quickly and efficiently um, secure justice with regard to the dispute that is before the court. And remember, justice delayed is justice denied. That's why um, I, I really think a lot of these de facto's are just sitting around waiting for some of us to put this together because because they've got to know they've got computer programs that that, that are looking for what can mess with their evil empire, <laughs> and this is the biggest elephant in the room that nobody talks about. But they've surely got the whole picture digitized. They know that this power is in our hands, and one of these days we're going to figure out how to use it. And if and when we do, they've probably got a plan B and C about how to respond there too. And I don't know what those plans might be, but I know this is where we have to go if we're going to bring about the changes that we seek. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I would like to interrupt Money Mike. I would like that. Yourself, um, if you need me to unmute you, you can join in 
in the uh, conversation. But yeah, Charles, that was very good. And you're correct. And actually, I read an article about that the other day. That now they're they're giving the judges um, just exactly what you just got to saying. Thank you, Cheyenne. You're welcome. I'll mute. Well, there's only a few of us here. I I don't see any need for you to mute, but unless you're running a blender or something. No, we right. (laughs) Who is laughing? That's me, Donaldson. I'm laughing because Charles said something funny. Okay, now we still got Frank on, and that's um, (laughs) Todd. Hey, Charles, uh, what's what's green and red and 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 spins at a thousand miles an hour? Uh, I give up, Don. A frog in a blender. (laughs) That's a colorful Uh, picture. I know. But you were you said blender, so I just I instantly thought of that. Um. We have to. I also think humor is super crucial. Once we begin dialoguing and we get so deep into this stuff, some of it can be so esoteric and and profoundly futuristic, right? That it's it's just mind blowing. So it never hurts to have a, a moment, a couple of moments of laughter, uh, to break the monotony, and then we get back into it again. Um, but I really I really like, for example. The, this township idea. Charles, let me ask you a question. Let, can you break down the hierarchy again of the structure for the common law um, um, regard when it comes to like your uh, community? So you talked about the, the, you said the precinct has is made up of 10 townships, right? And True. I remembered that from earlier. What is a township made up of? Ten qualified electors from ten households. I want to write that down. Hold on a second here. Yeah, see, our qualified electors are our boson particle, I think you used the phrase. Um, We're building everything from our qualified electors. Jurors have to be qualified electors, or else they don't have the qualifications to be a juror. You guys all have access to this document that I'm writing right now because it's in the folder that I shared recently in the chat room. So you can come in and watch me as I write this. But uh, can you repeat what you just said, though, Charles, about the township people? You said, so what's go from A, meaning the boson, to beyond that and then stretch outward so I can write it all down. Okay, the, 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 our building blocks, our boson particle, I believe, is our qualified electors from each of the households Hold in on. the township. Appreciate your patience, everybody. I'm just writing uh, qualified electors from each township. From each household. Each household. Ooh. Yes, heads of households. Ooh, Charles. Oh, shit. Charles is on some common law shit, you guys. Don't fuck with him. 
I'm sorry. I'm getting you excited. This is why I like <laughs> indulging Don, is because he's bringing a lot of horsepower, and we're going to need this kind of horsepower when when we're we're, we're confronting the de facto. I believe Don's going to be great when we're out there uh, propagating these ideas. And so it's worth trying to indulge him, even though the the, the road gets a little bit bumpy here sometimes. Um, uh, trying to maintain diplomatic. Um, because, well, yeah, Charles. I mean, think about this, Cheyenne. That the head of the household, when you talk about driving a car or operating a motor vehicle, whether or not you get a ticket for running over a stop sign or have to pay the city. Right, depends on whether or not you were driving your car or were you driving the car of the head of the household. You know, and if you sit here and say it's your property all day long, right, and you don't have anything to do with your household, then you're you're ultimately in some ways you're you're neglecting the common law remedy by not equi- not saying that, yeah, you're the head of your household and here's my insurance. I'll I'll pay for the stop sign with my insurance. I'm the head of my household. You have no authority to punish me. This is common law. You have your de facto state set up. Yeah, that's fine. And you have your punishments for this, but you don't have to, you don't have authority to sweep so broadly over, over common law people. I'm the head of my household, for Christ's sake. You know? Another thing would be on, on that point is common law insurance companies. So they're not so... Just because statutes demand that we have insurance, I mean, common law demands the same damn thing. So those statutes are another example of the common law being put into statute, okay? So we need to remember that we don't always have to use major companies, but there may be a remedy for a common law insurance company where we come in and literally take care of debts that are, debts that are incurred by heads of households within townships, for Christ's sake. Right, Charles? It sounds good, Don. I, I can't help but think that Hartford's resources would plug right into that. Okay, so we have qualified electors from each household. And then after that, what's well, the next level up? That would be your... Well, there there is a possibility of micromanaging it a little bit. There is such a thing as a hamlet and um, uh, a ville, a village, um, which can break off into into smaller units. But but for all practical purposes, the next level of jurisdiction is that of the township, which is ten qualified electors from ten households. That's pretty small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's easier to maintain and work towards a consensus at the township jurisdiction than it is to, main, to, to work towards a consensus with a common law jury. You, you, you have to bring consensus from 12 people with a common law jury. You only need 10 people with your township-level governing body if you're qualified electors. But with the common so wait a second. Are you saying that in a in a township, is this your version of it, or is this is this coming from the common law of England and and history, or did you, are do you have a model here that you came up with? Uh, is that what this? I, is? I've 
I've cut, I, I've gleaned this. I believe everything I'm articulating here is well rooted in traditional Anglo-American common law. I'm not saying it's not, but yeah, definitely, um, it sounds like something original. So I believe you're well, on something It is too. more or less. I, I'm I'm one of the few people besides the Montana Freeman that have made efforts to try to put all this together. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Perfect. We met, we're a match then. Uh, so qual- you have qualified electors from each household as the base of authority for the smallest jurisdiction. Next level up, townships. Ten qualified electors from ten heads of households. Okay. Now the next level up would be, I believe, uh, you said was ten precincts, right? Ten townships equals oh. a precinct. That's... Um, for all practical purposes, that is true. But if if you remember that all of this is re- rooted back in Exodus 18 and Deuteronomy 1, there was another preliminary uh, 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 area of organization, which was, was the 50s, captains of 50s between the 10s and the 100s. And, and and that was preserved in English common law prior to the Norman Conquest, mm-hmm. and that particular level of jurisdiction was called weapon take. Weapon take? Yeah. Charles, where did you read that? It's in my Black's Law Dictionary post um, on constitutionalgov.us. Previously you didn't post a link to that. You Oh, you already did. Okay. But that's, so that's from your Black Law Dictionary. Yes. That's some very, very interesting uh, information. It's a bit esoteric, so it's, but I'll tell you what, it's 200 years old, so that's not that old. But when you, the application of it is what I'm concerned with, and I'm thinking it could be applied, but we, it would have to be basically, you know, revamped to, for 2017. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the laws change from what I've read from legal theory, right? That is that is that throughout time, uh, you know, God's laws never change, but man's laws constantly change based on the change in time. So therefore, when we're talking about creating these townships and this different structure, you know, for the people, that has just never really been dialogued about on the de facto side. Uh, it, it's worthy to consider the fact that times change, and so can the laws. Right, Charles. Well, within certain parameters, yes. You don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, though. You hear me, though. I don't even know what right, you right, mean by right, that. Right. Right, what, right. what do you mean? What do you mean by throwing out the baby with the bathwater? Throwing out Jesus? Well, you, you start talking about I'm not about saying that. I'm not saying. I'm not talking about fundamental law like the Bible. Okay. I'm only talking about um, a pl- application of these zones. Uh, that the de facto will be trying to assert authority over, right? And and the idea is these people are going to have to take some shaking to wake them up, and and to the to the fact that yeah, maybe you didn't study long enough in law school. <laughs> well, and, okay. and, and keep in mind they're routinely trespassing against the rights of our common people. Anytime one of our common people brings a complaint to any of us. We've got the right to get in their face because they're the trespassers. 
at that point, we don't have to wake them up. They, they, they need to know that if they don't wake up, they're, they're going to face uh, a criminal prosecution. Hell yeah, you, under color of cause of Title 1983. This is, yeah, this is why they're, they're I being it. involved in cr- crimes here. I mean, Title 18, 1983 claims. Yeah, basically you're talking about they're acting under color of law, and they don't even realize a lot of them are claiming. See, now this, this could be a problem, Charles. Because none of them have illegal degrees, and the ones that do know how to get around all this. Those people that don't, that work on the lower levels of these counties that are de facto, are somewhat exempt from liability only because they're considered to be employees of a corporation. Not necessarily, they have not taken a judicial oath. You know, they've not taken an oath to uphold the laws of the state just by being an employee and, you know, and taking paperwork, you're working at the courthouse, you know, you're just taking paperwork, you know, or whatever. Well, <laughs> liability is only a concept that is legitimate within the realm of the Roman civil government. There, uh, under common law government, no one, including the monarch himself, is exempt from the law. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Let's we got to keep working on this because this is going to be a great remedy. Once we get the kinks worked out and we get a little a general uh, organizational structure, I can see big things happening here. Qualified oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I'm enthused about Janine being from Australia because um, she, through that connection, we've got broader um, um, connections back to England. Because because all of our laws here come from the same source. They all come from England, and 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 when we cut through all the Roman civil municipal legal fictions, we get back to that pure taproot of English common law. At that juncture, we can start talking in terms of of the nature of the British monarchy, and, and, and which which arguably. Um, uh, would have authority to govern the United States of America also if if it was disciplined within the parameters of the common law, unlike King George, which prompted us to the American Revolution. So you can all come back together if we if if we all harmonize around that grand Anglo-American common law tradition. I I under what well you in my opinion you made Money Mike's probably thinking the same thing I am. And that is that you probably left something out right there, not intentionally, just because I'm here for you. That's why I'm I'm your, I'm your sounding board. Yeah. That thing that thing about being under the laws of England. Well, the common law of England. What's interesting is that we have an American version of that now. So when you're saying that we need to be under the laws of England, common law of England, what you're saying really is that the principles of the Magna Carta, okay, whereby the people actually are the government, is what we are claiming. And you have the right to claim that, especially because that's that's the roots of, in California you do, because they have statutes 22.2, civil code, that says the rule of decision in all the courts will be the common law of England. So that's one thing that another, you know, another place that actually binds 
the, the courts to, to rules of decision that are based around the Magna Carta, right? But that doesn't mean that we have to, we're, that we're limited. It's like a, one of those statements, included but not limited to, you know? Uh, so, so I like your concept of, of, of incorporating the law, the common law of England, but we're, we're doing it in an American style, in an American way. And that was, that's the delineation between this Roman civil law and the American style civil law. That's, that's where that comes into play. Well, your last sentence there is causing me, I was with you up until the choice of words in the last sentence there caused a little bit of problem, but, um, um, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. That's fine. We were talking basically about um, the common the common law of England being the rule of decision in the courts out in America. And yeah. I got it. But not so extreme. Go ahead. Uh, um, you mentioned California statutes make. Um, Declaring that the rule of common law or the the rule of decision in California is, I, I think it was a, a case law. I don't know if it's statute or case law precedent. I was going to reaffirm that Oregon has a similar provision in a, in case law that rock solidly confirms almost identical wording, um, and I've seen that wording at the federal level too. That um, um, the rules of the common law are the decisions uh, for the courts for the legitimate lawful courts of, of the state of California, the state of Oregon, and the federal government. Okay? See, we, we, we've read, and, and, and in context, there was more context in the citation there that said, um, as applicable within our institutions, as practiced at the time of, of the American Revolution of 1776. That's the full context of the quote, and, and see, there was Romanism in, in, uh, involved in uh, the, the, the definition of English common law at the time of the American Revolution. And so thereunder, what prompted the American Revolution was a whole lot of Roman civil evil empire engineering. And so we threw off uh, a, a lot of that. It's no longer applicable within our American constitutional construct. Uh, a lot. I dare suggest all Roman civil municipal adulterations of the pure um, uh, pre-Norman conquest version of uh, English common law. Uh, all of that was was cast out, and I believe I've seen citations to that effect somewhere. Um, so, so we're, we're rooting back back to a pure form of common law, and and to drive to another point that I was thinking of earlier that's important. Uh, not only is America and our states tap-rooted into English common law, but more powerful than that, our English common law root derives its even deeper tap-root from, from the laws of Israel. Okay, Blackstone affirmed this in his writings. He, he, he quoted the whole Exodus 18 passage, William Blackstone did, saying that this is a part of the laws of England, is the whole hierarchy of tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands. It's all there. It reaches back to the laws of Israel, and at that point, it starts getting religious on us, and at that point... You know, this is the kingdom of heaven that we're fighting for to bring forth truth and justice 
to to America and the states and and Australia and all of us. I hear that. You know what the interesting thing is is that in my blood over in ten, I said uh, heaven on earth, heaven over heaven and earth, and heaven is a biblical construct. So in some ways, I have to say that I, again, that's that's a private thing. That's a private video. You know, will be private. Right. So the the idea that I'm saying heaven means I want heaven on earth, okay, not hell. But it doesn't mean that I'm making a religious claim in any in any political way. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I said earlier that we can custom tailor um, uh, on an individual basis. However, uh, each person that feels like they're capable of assuming the the, the duties of a judicial officer. Um, uh, they can they can either emphasize or not emphasize uh, religious connotations to their own personal preferences. All we're concerned about is their administering justice under due process of common law. That's great. Oh, so here's an interesting thing that that the common law uh, communities can actually um, shoot for is to enact local laws, right, that force the de facto police department agents to, to give uh, the, the, this, this type of common law that you're, that you're referencing on the side of the road, see? Instead of, see, this is, this is what the problem we're having is that a lot of these people that are being hurt, right, are under common law, and 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 the de facto is coming in, and and when someone says, you know, when someone asks a cop a question like, "Are you conducting an investigation?" the cop feels like he doesn't have to answer it in some way and just wants to break the window and just you know do whatever he's going to do under statute. You know, that's that's a failure of due process right there. So the, the the key would be to to get these people into a position where they're bound to answer the questions, and that the question answering itself becomes part of the common law process. You know? Many and, many many guys are getting killed. Females and males are getting killed by these so-called peace officers. No, it's law enforcement. Right, so that's that's why we need this side of the road due process, you know. And and one way to I think ha- have it and live in peace and harmony uh, with uh, all facets of government is to um, put, not petition but put forward uh, initiatives from the le- from the level of the people. And if there's a if there's a, any type of flack. Right or any type of resistance to that, we will hold certain people accountable at that level, at that point. I mean, we, there's so much limitless possibility that I can see hap- with this, that with this process, the way uh, the structure is defined under uh, original common law, organic common law here. I mean, it's such a beautiful world, you know. Something has yeah. to be soon done. I mean, so many people are getting killed, kicked out of their own homes over their corporation. Yes. You're right, Cheyenne. 
I hear you. And so that's why we're here. That's why we're here right now. Yes. We're trying to figure it out. Yes. We're seeking remedy. Yes. I mean, they're downright killing kids, dogs. Yeah. They're out of control. Um, pivotal in our efforts to seek remedy there, too, um, our judicial officers at our precinct level of our hundred courts, and it doesn't have to be geographical, it can be more fluid like what Don was talking about earlier, but but we it, it, when we give color of legitimacy through our certification process of our own judicial officers, at that point, um, our judicial officers can write things like letters rogatory to local circuit court judges and local uh, uh, chiefs of police and local sheriffs, informing them that that um, their officers help. are routinely trespassing into our jurisdiction. Right. And they need to cease and desist immediately. Mm-hmm. I tried that, Charles, on yeah. the sheriff in my county, and uh-huh. it did not work. It, I'm I, sure I, can I can I come in, Charles? <laughs> Let me say Go something. Ahead. Go ahead. I probably didn't work because your sheriff's bought and paid for by the chartered city and county, which is de facto. And then when you come in as um, as part of that community. Right, you're under their wing. You're you're not claiming common law jurisdiction. Well, I, I think exactly it was likely self-evident. Don, I think it was likely self-evident from her letter that she was claiming common law jurisdiction. No, it doesn't Correct. matter whether her letters. See, the thing about common law jurisdiction, it's not enough to just state that in one letter, because you have to look at her previous conduct. You know, common law, yes, common law has so much to do with your course of dealings. And and people need to remember, yes, it's not a broad sweep of law over everyone, bro. You're trying to say common law is, no, it is not. That is civil law. Civil authority. Civil law is Roman civil law. No, no, it's a broad sweep of authority over a certain class of people. And you're trying to say that common law is is that, and that common law is to be applied very individually, very very circumstantially. When you're talking common about law is national, international law, Don, it applies everywhere all the time. Yeah, th- which type of common law now are you talking about? Because there's, there's different only types. One. No, there's, there's only not. One. No, no, no. You, bro, you brought in, uh, Charles, you're wrong. Bond. You're wrong right now. I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're confused. I'm not confused. I can prove it to you. I'm just following what I've read. I'm not confused well, about you've read wrong. Really? So tell me about the uh, Federal Commerce Clause, then, if I'm wrong. Federal what? What's the Commerce Clause? <laughs> it's a commercial Roman civil statutory enactment. Mm-hmm. And where does it come from? Roman Why do they have a ro- And where does commerce come from, though? It's admiralty, Pardon? right? Pardon me? It's maritime law, right? Uh, I suppose so. Governing the commerce and all that. Well, did you know that uh, maritime law was considered common law and actually was called common law even 3,000 years before the Norman invasion? You know that, Charles. 
that there's more than one type of common law. Commercial law is the original common law and that the Norman, the, the, the common law of England came thousands of years after, um, like say Hammurabi, right? You know who Hammurabi is, right? They had a system of, of commercial law that was the common law during that time period. You know why commercial law was developed? It's to facilitate slave trading. It's part of the Roman Empire. It's diametrically opposed to communities of free people. Free people do not engage in slave trading. They have no real need for laws of commerce. <laughs> I'm just laughing because it's so cool that we can dialogue it in in this way. I, I, I do like the fact that we can dialogue like this. So again, you're saying it was established merely for slave trading. Yeah. I, I, I've but written a, I a document on that. I'll post a link to it here in a moment. Yeah, yeah. please do. Because it's my understanding that, that, that common law is commercial law because it was around thousands of years longer. People, I mean, let's just think of reality here. Even if there was no real common law, commercial law, right, established uh, that was widely accepted by the, by the nations or by the different territories or states, 5,000 years ago, uh, people used to have uh, customs and uh, traditions, right? Uh, and when you used to, when you would trade, right, uh, traders would come from other countries or whatever, and then they would be used to these customs and traditions. And so they would be having to, you know, abide by the customs, uh, different customs and traditions of different people as they come and sell their goods, you know? so. Part of understanding common law is understanding the different, you know, how, how groups interact with each other and how to uh, be more cohesive. So, in a sense, these calls provide a way for us to be very, uh, to hone in on a common law skill, you know, that dates back thousands of years, even before the Norman invasion. Okay, let's talk about the call. Um, one might. Do you have anything to say or ask? Mike's muted, right? Mike's muted. No, he he has himself muted. Mike, unmute, Mike, unmute. Story. I'll try it. Okay. Money, Mike. Whoa, he hung up. He's probably hung up accidentally. He's probably fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably all fucked up, and he's like, "Oops." Okay. Watch your mouth. Yeah. Um, I posted the last. Watch my there, mouth. Too. I can't. I have to look in the mirror to watch it. Yeah. Keep okay. Um, I posted the web link recently in the chat window uh, to. Uh, an article that I wrote um, um, uh, that is probably the well, most well-formatted and, and it's got pictures uh, from other people that have helped me edit it. Um, but it goes into the difference between um, uh, commercial law and common law and, and how, how that, that it all reaches back to the conflict between Babylon and Israel. Okay. 
but a lot of Charles, a lot of uh, your your um, ground to stand on goes back to a theory, right? That that um, all law originates from the Bible. No, 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 no. All law originates from nature's God. And it's based in I, I, I'm not arguing law. that. We're not arguing that type of well, law. Well, the Bible is off point, and the Bible contains no. many ambiguous passages okay. that can be construed to promote slave trading. Okay. Paul himself what says about you slaves, you slaves. How did you learn about do Babylon? Do your master tells you to do. But how did you find out about the, this place called Babylon? Through the Bible. No, no, secular history. Okay, well, can you give us a source? Because I want to learn from you, too. Come on, Charles, help me learn. Did he, did like, the, the web link that I just posted, posted has, put it in has again. Uh, references to secular sources for history of Babylon. 131832. I, I actually got kicked out of the chat, so I'm just coming back in. And I need you to repost if you can. Okay. Come coming on. back in right now. Give me one second. I'll let you know when I'm in. We only have four participants right now. I'm in. Uh, wait, wait, wait. One second. But yeah, uh, is Money Mike still on the call? No, what Janine is. Okay, Janine's on the call. I, I mean, I like Janine, talking about up. this. Yeah, but we need to we need to get some feedback from you guys about all that's been said. I want to hear what okay. you ladies have to say. Okay, Janine. Yeah, the floor. Okay, oh, hey. Go ahead and post that link. Um, Thank you, Charles. They're, they're most, the most amazing men I have listened to um, regarding the Bible. What's been in it, what's been left out of it, what it actually relates to is a man called Bill Donahue. Now, he's on YouTube, and it, and it talks about, like, who put the words in the Bible now, we all know, you know, most of us would know that the Bible, you know, Emperor Constantine, you know, at the Council of Nicaea, he, he was the one who said, right, let's put this together. Now, a lot of stuff was left out. Okay. It's, it's, and it's history. This, this man must be an historian because he goes into um, a, a lot of facts and everything about the Bible and the fights that they had over it to the point that, one or two people died. That's the, I mean, really bad fisticuffs over what was going in the Council of Nicaea. Yes, Charles, yeah. So, you know, I think that was, when was that? I don't know, 825, 285, I don't know. I used to know that stuff, but I've gone away. I will see if I can get a link. 325, that's it. Yes, correct. Thank you, Charles. I will see if I can get a link for this man um, for the one to listen to but everything you know um, I've been listening to this man for a few days and everything just all fits in and once you understand how he sees it um, you'll go that's exactly right oh my god I really had a feeling that this was correct but you know once I listen to this man my gosh he's got it yeah, so I'll just so I'll just go away and find that while you converse. Is that okay? 
Yeah, I, I, that was great. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah, and I'd like to build on um, the whole uh, focus there. 325 AD, the Council of Nicaea is an excellent focal point because at that point, um, um, the Roman emperor that claimed to be God incarnate, he decided that he was going to um, um, uh, bow to the popular movement that um, uh, uh, was the, the Christianity movement, and he professed that he was embracing Christianity. But guess what? The 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 um, uh, uh, the 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 legal structure, the 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 slave trading codes of the Roman Empire, continued on in place after the Council of Nicaea. Yeah. The, yeah. So so even though Christianity basically forbade slavery, um, uh, uh, this the, this Roman Empire that professed to be a god. Uh, 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 engaged in propaganda by pro, pro, uh, professing to embrace uh, principles of Christianity, but but he had a, a, a different de facto version of Christianity where we're under slave trading is still okay. Yeah, and we all we all know William Wilberforce. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's the one. Who, yeah. Yeah, well, he's the one who pretty much abolished all slave trading. You know, but as we know, they do it again under the persona of a person. And as as um, as Jerry Spence said, and he's a trial lawyer that has never won, never, sorry, never lost a criminal case in over 50 years. He's in his 80s now. He lives in Wyoming. He has a trial um, trial lawyers ranch or trial lawyers college in Wyoming, and um, he said, "We're free to the point that we're allowed to go from one slave master to another." <laughs> you guys, check this out. Yeah, that's a important uh, quote. Yeah. Wait, can you repeat yeah. that quote again? And I want to hear that because Charles is into it. What did you just say, Janine? Um, if if you Google, um, I'll put it up where, and he, um, I'll actually put up the link where he says it. Um, and we are free to the point that we are able, that we are allowed to go from one slave master to another. It sounds a bit melodramatic, but it's it, I, I like it. <laughs> Well, it's uh, not melodramatic. Well, yeah, do you work for somebody? No. Okay, you work for yourself? Well, I mean, I have people I work for, but it's private contracts, yeah. I work for myself. Okay, but but what what I'm saying is um, unless you were you're a, you still are a slave to the contracts. You still got to go out there and get the contracts to work and everything like that. Right. Just just like Jerry Spence said, he's a slave to the legal, legal game. Right. Interesting. You know yeah, because yeah. you know why what he while he works around the edges on the very edge to um, help people, and he won't help any government. He, uh, you, you know, um, or insurance company or anything like that. Now something happened in his life where he. 
um, and he'll tell you the story and it's a wonderful story so I, I will not tell it here because I'll let the man himself tell it to you on the YouTube clip um, um, and how he changed from representing insurance companies to representing people and why he did it. It's a wonderful story. It's very heart-touching. Uh, so I'll just get those links and I'll put them up in here for you as well. Thanks, Janine. Thank you, Janine. Yeah. I appreciate that, the comment about the Donahue guy. I've seen some of his videos in the past. Um, he is extremely advanced uh, with his uh, on his, with his dissertations regarding uh, the Bible, and he goes into a lot of detail. And while we're talking about that, I just want to say co a comment about Charles' comment earlier on the teachings of Paul. And I read a book called Paul and His Teachings. Did you read the same book? There's numerous books that criticize Paul. I don't know which book you're referring to. I forget the author, but yeah, it was it's a great book that opened my eyes to the fact that Paul. Uh, there's no there, the, the evidence is that there's no witnesses that to to vouch for Paul's testimony that he saw uh, you know Jesus that day because apparently everybody that was on the road to Damascus with Jesus was blinded by the light of Jesus so they didn't even see Jesus <laughs> right so it's just Paul and his story that's yeah. it and so that's there's a real big question right there to to bring you know. Um, that one up but one thing i noticed today when i was looking at the daily appellate report for friday june 30th 2017 because i went to the law library today and it had this daily appellate report and one of the cases in there is um, uh international brotherhood of teamsters versus uh U.S. Department of Transportation, and the finding apparently was that the court cannot properly review petitions challenging agencies' decisions, right, where an agency's actions are committed to agency discretion by law. And the reason why I found that to be so powerful and so relevant to uh, the setting up of these common law jurisdiction is that as agencies of the people under common law, right, there's laws that protect uh, our discretion. So the discretion given to the judges or to the courts, right, or to the, to the agencies, excuse me, uh, would, be, would be respected as long as it was committed as long as it had a lawful foundation. So this court case, even though it's slightly, it's not, it's not talking about common law, it actually alludes to common law because administrative procedures and agency are both common law features. So we need to really consider strongly um, to, you know, that's why I started studying law, so that I could literally think like a lawyer and see what they 
see. You know, and this this type of information, when I see it, uh, statements like courts cannot properly review petitions challenging agencies' de decisions. So let's say we're a common law agency, we make a decision, and then we get sued. No court will be able to, to properly see it according to this case law, especially where the, our our decision or action was committed to agency discretion by law. If they already have a law in place under their civil scheme that that uh, authorizes an agency discretion, we need to take advantage of that on the common law level. That's construing our jurisdiction as an agency, correct? Well, there is very there's a lot of common law elements to agency, though, Charles. Well, it was a yes or no question, Don. Charles, ask your question again. You're construing agencies there. You're construing our common law jurisdictions as as agencies, correct? No, no. You're not. No, no, no. Our, no our, the common law jurisdiction our, is not an agency. Hell no. The common law jurisdiction is actually a fixture of law, but it is not a an agency. The people that operate within it would be agents of the common law. Within what? The, but the common law itself is not the agency. No. Like, say, for example, if I start an agency, a common law agency out here that keeps track, right, of um, uh, names of babies being born, right? And then I'm basically well, are serving... Are you some other person? Apparently, you're... I'm saying I'm doing a common law function, and it's an a I'm, I'm acting as an agent of the state on the common law side of things, because I'm actually working, you know, for the people as an agent, keep track of well, the names. Uh, have you, you get what you, I'm saying? Well, I'm trying to decipher it. If you'll slow down a moment, so I can sort All through right. the elements. Sure. Um, uh, is your agency coming through a franchise from the Secretary of State or the Legislative no. Assembly? Where are you no. getting your agency from? This agency is actually authority is coming from the Constitution. Well, somebody has to give you an agency if you're going to do a particular agency for some particular purpose. Right, and it says common law vacancy available, right, like, say, justice of the peace, right? And you're saying all the common law offices are vacant, so there's no agents I, out there on the common law side right now to represent the common be, law. I, well, there, there are different ways of choosing the words, but that would be the preferable way of choosing the words. Yes, I think we're agreement there. Yeah. So by by by... By utilizing these Roman civil laws to restrict and bind, uh, you know, court decisions that would work adversely to the common law, I think they were going to find some remedy. That's what we need to do. We, you know what I mean? Is is focus in on how on the common law aspects of agency, and then we become associations and agencies on the local level with the townships, right? And then we literally use their case law against them that says that they can't sit here and act like we can't decide what, what is best for us in our own discretion. Did I hear you say that we need to become agencies? I don't know what you heard, Charles. Well, I, I, but I heard I, you say I, that. You should know what you said. I, you don't have to become an... Dude, why did... I never said you have to become an agency. I never said that. 
I thought you were suggesting. I thought you suggested. How do you? Let me ask you this: How could one become an agency? Tell me. I that. don't know, but I'm trying to figure okay, that out. Okay, it's not possible. I, I never say. said that. No. Okay, well, I, I must have heard wrong. I apologize. You did. You did. I and I love you, but I'm saying simply this: that, like, for example, you, you're putting. If I say I'm the justice of the peace for the super state of California, then. And I establish, uh, and I want to establish like an agency underneath me that will basically um, do the functions, perform the functions, and interact with the state. You see what I'm saying? We have to have that. There's, and as as a representative of the people, I am an agent of the people. See, and that's a form. That's a part of the government. So okay, therefore, okay, well, your last step, it's common law we, agency. Common law agency is what it is. Do you want me to put a link in the chat for you for common law agency? You don't share the 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 microphone respectfully sometimes, Don. I'm not pointing fingers at you, man. Look, go ahead and talk about agency. I was trying to. You kept cutting me off. <laughs> okay. The floor is yours. Thank you. I didn't intend on cutting you off, though. I was. I know, we're, I know we're just dialoguing. It, we're I know dialoguing. I don't think of what you're doing as cutting me off either. Okay? Even though you jump in, I don't think it's cutting me off because my intent is not to cut you off, so therefore it is not cutting you off. I'm not cutting you off. And you're well, not cutting me off. But there's no intent. There's no mens rea. There's reckless negligence. <laughs> no, there's not. This is called constructive uh, building. And I appreciate your opinion on the subject matter, but I want to talk about the agency and common law. And I think that, that if we incorporate as associations, in other words, you have these common law associations, right, Charles, on the local level through your townships. Right, and they're made up basically um, and represented by heads of the precincts. The common law townships are headed by the town constables. Okay, and the town constables, right, are all gathered together under the precinct. Yes, that's the governing body of the precinct is the town constables. Right. Well, those are all agencies of common law. They can be construed in that manner, although I do believe the word agency is derived from Roman civil law. You can say that, but, I mean, we don't have to use that in that way because there's more ways of using it. And I'm I know, but at that point you're breathing life into the Roman civil law. When no, I'm I believe not. It would be much more simple to just no. go ahead and use the common law terminology from the get-go. What we need to do is instead of limit our thinking to um, one framework, right, is, is, is we have a structure that we work o around, right, which is the common law and the system that's already here for us, right? And then at the same time, we, we incorporate all of our talents together kind of simultaneously, you know, and we kind of like, we say, hey, we throw out these ideas, and if it works, then heck yes. 
If not, then don't use it. Throw it out. It, it it's merely um, hype. Is it hypothesis and and fantasy to to say that it's just gonna not gonna work and we need to not consider agency at all. Well, I'm 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 just saying, put it on a back burner. I think we've got more productive ground to plow right staring us in the face than going off onto that quadrant and, and trying to... Really? Because yes, have, you yes, spoke, yes. have you spoken about agency before? I don't need to speak about agency before to know it's inferior to common law. No, it's not. That's yes, where you're wrong, is. Charles. One of us is you wrong. You want to have I, a battle about this, this is not the platform. We can talk over the on another call. But if we have a sense of unity amongst our, each other, then we should resolve this pretty like pretty soon. That way, we could keep going forward. It, it's going to be not this. It's not disputable that that the agency can be applied in a common law sense and also in a de facto sense. So moving True. beyond that, moving beyond that, like what what do you have to say? Well, it takes me. A little while to regroup after I've been chasing rabbits with my friends. Charles, no one is condescending you. I'm not. I'm not picking on you. I'm not. I'm not giving you a rise. I'm not rousing you. I'm just. You're implying that I'm rousing you. No. You were saying you were chasing rabbits. I didn't get the get the the, uh, the connection. I didn't connect what you meant by rabbit. Well, the the chasing, chasing the rabbit is basically a distraction. Where's what? Uh, uh, what it, seems that, it, it seems that you've appropriately abandoned the the at least temporarily the the issue of agency, which I believe is is a good call. Um, uh, but in parting, no, that's. I didn't abandon. Well, I've I never, we, I never abandoned agency. I, I said temporarily abandoned. I, I thought we agreed to table it to another discussion later on. Well, I mean, if we can help people that are listening right now to comprehend how there's a common law agency, then maybe it's good to talk about it. But we seem to be at an impasse, so I thought that's why you said we should temporarily Well, how about tape. I just give you a source of information besides me where you can go and look at, so that way you don't have to believe me. You could just look at the source and see for yourself, because I didn't write it. It's, okay, well, that sounds like you're not agreeing to temporarily abandon the discussion. Agency basis. Just listen, man. Common law, the, agency law, and contract law. Statutory law. The Texas Real Estate License Act. Okay? That's different. Statute, a law, act, a comprehensive law dealing with one subject, code. See, these are different uh, sources of agency law. Did you know that eight, one source of agency law was common law? For Christ's sake, another source is statute, another source is code. So, Charles, what, you, what you're doing right now is, is distracting away from my point, which is that what we're doing in our common law jurisdiction with the people is acting in, as, a, as an agent of the people because that's where you get 
agency is one area of agency is from common law. The other, there's other areas where you can derive it, but agency is mostly a fiduciary relationship based on trust and confidence. All agents are fiduciaries. Not all fiduciaries are agents. Okay, agency is a personal, non-assignable obligation. Okay, so again, how else would it? Could you apply agency on a common law without being personally involved? And therefore, as a justice of the peace for the super state of California, I would be an agent of the common law. Therefore, there is a common law agency. It's basic logic, and and I'm not trying to demean you, and I hope I don't sound too demeaning, but I would I want to share this document with you. I'm posting it right now into the chat. Go ahead. Close yours. I yield the mic. If if you desire to be treated as a common law monarch, you need to be able to treat other people as common law monarchs. Charles, we're on a phone call right now. We're this is a conference call. Okay. It's about no it's about respect, Don. Earlier on, um, I, Charles, I, can we I, not focus on Donaldson's faults and and problems? If you focus on me and how bad of a person I am and how I need to correct my mistakes, we're going to go off of the the subject matter, which brings us all together. All, the uh, thing that brings us together is talking about the law, not me. In a previous conversation, in another conference, I referenced that the possibility that perhaps Jesus Christ might appear in some of these conferences. You call that discussion? I, so I I'm trying to follow what you're saying. You said you, you said you you claim that Jesus might appear in these conversations. Yeah, yeah. You mean the topic of Jesus? Like I can we yeah, can no, one of us. He might he might try to get a word in edgewise in some of these conversations. Okay, Charles. Again, it's a condescending way that you're talking to me. You are. I'm trying to create a forum where Jesus Christ would be comfortable, Don. I don't feel like a victim, Charles, but I hear victimness in your voice. I feel like you're saying you feel like I'm somehow victimizing you by not talking a certain way. Um, I think you're not giving enough credence to the possibility that maybe Jesus Christ would have an interest in our discussions and he might like to voice his opinion about them a little bit sometimes. Charles, um, I don't know Jesus Christ on this call. We have four callers right now and none of them are entitled to Jesus. So please well, stop being... What you're doing right now is taking us way off base, man, by focusing on me. Get over it. No, it's not you, Don. It's Dude, the last... Don't mention me again. Don't talk shit about me and don't point the finger at me and say I'm doing anything wrong, bro. Because I'm not doing Don, nothing wrong. I'm on the call with you guys. I'm sharing information. What's your problem, sir? Don, I'm not the only one that has problems with you. Just tell me your problem. Don't, don't announce my name. Every single fucking time you speak a sentence. Do I do that? Do I go, Charles, 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 Charles? 
that's you know what you're doing? You're you're manipulating the conversation to your benefit. I'm asking you to slow down a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. Woo. Yeah. Uh, slow down. Look, I've, I've been... What's look, up? I've been do, do you have a problem, Cheyenne or Janine? No. Donaldson, and I am addressing what? you, okay? You are coming across very irate. Yes, I'm irate right now. I have a reason to be. I mean, you're, you're being respectful to me. But this man, right, is disrespecting this law of agency topic that I brought up, and he's saying it's a distraction when, in fact, it's, it's an expansion of what we're talking about. Well, that, that's just his belief, Donaldson, and everybody is entitled to their belief. I just now put you're evidence into the you, chat room that it's not my belief. Oh, okay. You know, or that right. it's not his belief. I, I hear you, Janine. I, I I need to not get mad. You're right. I need to not get mad at Charles. I hear what I, you're saying. I never I never said that. I I really didn't. But I'm just I'm just letting you know that you you're coming across quite quite irate, and you know you've actually said yes. I I am irate. You know, I'm and pissed, yeah. you know we yes we can be passionate about you know what we believe in, and we are passionate about our common law, which is. Which is why we've we we are bought we you know it's for the good of humanity mankind the people and that's why we've come together. Absolutely, and so when you go and you see that link that I just put in there, how I didn't write that piece of paper, I didn't even write that document, but okay. it lit, it literally goes into detail about common law agency within the first the first paragraph right there. It says right there the first. What? One, two, three, four, five. The first, like, the, the, the twelfth word in it is common law agency. Okay. Who who wrote who wrote this? Do you know who wrote this? Yeah, this is basically, like, it's a law, law. Here's what it says at the top. Law of agency, course outline, agency basic, quiz one. So I don't yeah, know exactly who, the legal, who wrote the it. The legal yeah. system... Sorry to interrupt. I'm, I am sorry to interrupt. But the legal system do have a common law. It, it's as you said. It's got to be stated. It must be the common law of the land, and our common law is not spelt L A W. Our common law of the land is spelt L O R E. No, that's the, the, my argument. Is this Janine that okay. there's statutory law, right? And that agency law comes from statutory law but it also comes from common law. So I'm making a difference between statutory law and common law right now. And I'm saying even though some common law principles have been put to statute, common law agency law is still available to us as a remedy. You see what I'm saying? Just because they statutize their little agency rules does not mean that they can steal or hijack agency as a doctrine. The doctrine of agency is something that surpasses, um, you know, statutory jurisdiction, if you will. Okay. Well, I'm presuming that agency comes from agent. Is that correct? A contract law as well. 
Yeah. And that's um, one of those yeah. agency, so the actual, agency the law and word, contract law. Mm-hmm. Okay. The actual word, a agency, comes from the word agent. Is that correct? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Then you talk about quantum grammar. And but Mark, we're not using quantum right now. Mark Christopher. Okay, but no, Mark Christopher, I'm just saying, you'll talk about quantum grammar. But we're not talking quantum, quantum grammar if, right now. Okay, well, even A, the word A means not. So you're actually saying, uh. that's actually saying not agency because you can't fool your subconscious mind. And, and Mark Christopher will go into this for you. I don't need it. I I don't need clarification okay. on it. I already understand when you put the letter A at the beginning. It's actually uh, when you put a, uh, an, a vowel next to a consonant, okay, that it actually turns it into a backwards meaning, okay? It's not, it has nothing to do with just putting a vowel in front. I, I know grammar, and I know Mark. I know what he's doing. He's doing some good stuff out there, okay? I have um, something uh, with Charles, though, and it, you know, that is special. Like Charles and I have been able to kind of connect on a, a, a crucial point. That point being the common law um, and the people. The, the people are separate from the government, you know. And we can go into a quantum grammar argument all day. And I want to use quantum grammar within the agency of the common law that I choose to operate from. Okay, whether it be the justice of the peace or whether it be just on some local township level, I believe it's my destiny to use quantum grammar at whatever level that I'm going to be using it at. You know what I mean? So like, okay. so so. Well, you brought up that. a you, right, you have brought up a yeah. you have brought up an important point, Donaldson. Is what did you say? You said that the people are uh, something to the government. Are not part of the government. Is that correct? No, the people are actually. When you're thinking in terms of loyalty to the um, to the nation, then yes, the people are part of the government. But if you're thinking in terms of um, state, no. The people of the common law are not a part of the state unless it's a civil Roman authority because there's two types of common law that are operating right now in America. You have your Roman civil authority and you have your your basic private civil authority, private civil law, the American style. Not has nothing to do with English, common law of England. We have to respect America for the, the ability to be able to... Um, create and adopt these new types of new forms of, of administration, new forms of administration of rights, which we call law. And this is why I was saying that our common law is actually private civil law. Despite the fact that some people will try and act like it's not, but the real what I'm saying ultimately, let me tie this together is that the common law that Charles is talking about is the civil law, the private civil law that I'm talking about. So I'm just using different words to describe the same thing. Okay? Because it is 
it is civil law, but it's private. It's between the people. It's literally between the people, and it's not de facto. But the municipalities that have their charters, right, and they're organized under the state's laws, those are definitely de facto. And they're in the front. They're fronting and acting like they're representing the people when they're not. And that's how everyone's getting sucked into the vortex of statehood, statism. You know, and I, I just really feel like there's a really, I have a huge grasp on this. And I'm not going to back down from my understanding because I've seen too much information. I've seen too much proof that um, there's power in agency and agency is being sucked by the um, de facto and they're trying to steal it from the common law. See what I'm saying? Agency applies to common law primarily, but they use it. The propaganda actually is out there saying agencies are part of the fucking de facto government. Excuse my French. Yeah, well, you, you know, you're talking on a level, uh, Donaldson, that um, I am not of that understanding. Um, so, uh, you know, while I can grasp some of the things you are saying, I'm not able to understand, you know, a, a lot of the other stuff. Because <laughs> okay. well, I know when you that. talk about it, you know, like we've talked about you, you know, the other day when you said we we have a municipal thing. And I went, well, what does municipal mean? You know, and then we looked up the word municipal on Adam online because I didn't know what it means. So a lot of these words you're actually talking now, I'm like, hang on, okay, I'm going to have to go into this further because I haven't done that reading and I'm I'm just not up to speed with what you are up to, Donaldson, you know. And I'm not mad at you for that. I'm not blaming you. <laughs> Hopefully you don't feel like I'm sitting here trying to, like, uh, rub anything in. But what I do want to have happen is is that, I would like to see um, a cohesive um, talk on these calls between myself, Charles, and uh, Cheyenne, Janine, and everyone else, that when we talk yeah. about stuff, that we just bring everything that we have to the table, and we don't have to, as long as we give sources, then we have to keep in mind that it's a possibility that what we are saying is relevant. Without a source, then it could be questioned, and you guys are justified in questioning my authenticity of it. But if I drop a source, right, that has extended information in it, then, I mean, it, it should be looked at, and, and then, you know, if it's not reasonable, then, thrown, you know, discard it. But I, I think that this 14-page this document that I just dropped in regarding agency and the history of it mm. and also its uses, I mean that's that's valuable information. I didn't write, you know, regardless no, of where I got to, it. Hang on. Check this out. Common law agency, single, still exists. A and dual representation, uh, gone. Oral or written disclosure of representation is required. See. So okay. if someone's gonna, Let's if, have if we're gonna be in a common law community with each other. We can, we can be representing the township as head of household, right? That's okay, well, let's have, 
Ooh, that's a beautiful yeah, well, thing. That's a... agency. It's total common law agency. Go ahead, Charles. Let's have... Oh, sorry. I was just going to have a look at the word agency. It's from 1650. It means active operation. 1670s, a mode of exerting power on producing effect. From medieval Latin, agentia. Abstract noun of Latin, agentium. Okay, it means effective, powerful, presents particle of agria, which means to set in motion, to drive forward, to do, to perform, figuratively to incite action, to keep in movement. So what a wonderful word. Agency. Oh, and here there's another one. Okay, the, comes from the uh, pi root word of ag, ag, which means to drive, to draw out, or forth, to move. And then it's got after it, meaning um, establishment where business is done for another, another. So where, where yeah. business is done for another, first recorded in 1861. Excellent. Love it. So, That's common law. Yeah. That sounds like common law to me. Well, you know, it could be used both ways, doesn't it? It, can't be, it can be used, you know, on, on, on both sides because it's a, it's a form of exerting power. Yes, to set exactly. something in motion, to drive forward. It. So it can be used both sides of the fence because they're Absolutely. exerting their agency and we can say, well, we're exerting our agency. Right. <laughs> so we're beyond, exactly. Now you see, I help you. I want to appreciate you right now. You, you definitely uh, help to clarify the point uh, about yeah. how, the dual use of agency. I, I, I thank you. And I think we can now move forward uh, with a clear understanding um, that that agency is not limited to uh, the de facto state. Well, it's active operation, and we all are engaged in active operation. Well, do you but agree with what I just said? Or doing business for another. You know, I'm well, an agent. Well, let me ask you, Janine. Let me ask Actually, you, I'm Janine. A, I'm an agent I don't mean to interrupt you. I just, let, me, let me just <laughs> ask you, do you agree with what I just said regarding uh, agency that it I just want to know if we have agreement. You're not going to be hated. No one's going to say, oh, no, no. Janine said she agreed no. with, with Donaldson. Oh. No, no, but, but Donaldson... She's a I'm... nigger. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, now, I'm going to, now I'm going to have to Google that word. I'm going to have to edit my line just to find out what it means now. Okay, but... Look, I'm an agency for, you know, for these puppies. I've got nine puppies here. So I have I have an active operation and I'm representing, you know, I, I'm you can say I'm a business because I'm actually working. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I you know, I'm I'm doing something for them. So Is yeah. Charles still on the call? Charles? I I, look, I don't know. Um it's kind of late here. It's 12.09, and I yeah, was wondering, because I know, I know Charles is in Oregon, so he's probably still up. It's not, oh too, um, it's not that bad, but... All these what's-the-names open. Let me have a look. Uh, yes, Charles is still on the call, but he's not was, in the chat. But I'm going to have to go. Cause, yeah. Well, okay, I've so I'm glad to hear your voice, Janine. 
and I'm glad that you, we actually had this conversation. You stuck in there. You hang in, You hung in for the whole call almost. No, I didn't, love. I had to go away. I've been gone uh, uh, for about an hour because I had to take my son to work and I had to get groceries. <laughs> okay. So, well, you came so in at a good time I'm... anyways. But... Okay. Uh, hey, because we were just... And... Oh. Yep. No, we were just talking about, I mean, you know, all of those those very important parts. And I was trying to get Charles to do a block diagram with me that would basically outline for us, right, uh, the uh, the lines uh, separating, uh, you know, the jurisdictions, like uh, from the from the households to the townships to the precincts to the I think what was it to the counties after that, Charles? I don't. This is why we need Charles to be unmuted and and uh, not be so sensitive. Charles, can you unmute? Now he's he's not he's not muted at all. Um, but um, I, I, look, well, we just have himself. to iron out. We just have to iron out any misunderstanding with clarification. And that's all <laughs> I don't see any misunderstanding right now. There, oh, you guys okay. are saying there's a misunderstanding, <laughs> and there, I don't see where there's one, and so therefore that's the fucking problem. Okay. All right. <laughs> where is there a misunderstanding? You guys are beautiful people. We're 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 all sitting here learning about the law uh, uh, from each other. And also building an organization or, or at least a prospective remedy to where we can go and apply it in our local communities. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, well, it's totally building legal. building an agency. Yeah, it's legal. <laughs> and this is all entertainment, right? We're educating each other and it's all for entertainment. So, Janine, you're all right, Well, I've got to go, I gotta go and entertain my dogs now. <laughs> thank you. Hey, by the way, I, thank you so much, man being on the call. All right. Okay. And Janine thanks you. I mean, uh, Cheyenne thanks you. Charles thanks you. Yeah. Well, that's what it's all about, working in with each other. You know. um, May the most high universal light of awareness bless you tonight with the intent to be pure consciousness in your awareness for who you are tomorrow morning when you arise. Good night, Janine. Thank you so much, Donaldson. Good night, Charles. Good night, Janine. I know, Charles, I get a little bit excited about this stuff. It's because I kind of have a problem with... um, uh, adversary positions when they are they fly in the face of um, you know so much uh, information that's just been rooted by you know case law statutes and things like that like so it's hard to uh, not be frustrated you know when when um, when some when, when you're educated I know. And then you're making statements about agency that don't have any relevance. I think I may have mentioned to you before a citation I've quoted from Black's Law Dictionary under the definition of the phrase fair trial. In there, they use the phrase, quote, judicial calm, unquote. Do you recall that? 
Charles? Charles? Hello? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.